Wink Wine Club is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From rosés to cabernets to tarantes, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you each month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member and you can skip or cancel at any time. And now, for the listeners of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast, you can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink wines through CSPN. Do it today. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast presented to you by the CSPN. I'm one third of your host, Jeremy, um, a.k.a. Black Dante, a.k.a. Nigamore. And we got, this is going to be a long episode, so I ain't even got a lot of AKAs. Let's just get to it. And my friends and my co-hosts. Yeah, it's me, London's mother. Uh, you know me as Candace, And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's London and Mommy. Um, but don't follow me if you're a weirdo. Thank you so much. Correct. And uh, the third member of our team. What's up, y'all? Trillificent, a.k.a. Curtis, a.k.a. Coonloaf, a.k.a. your favorite gay advocate of the Give That Monkey a Hashtag Good Rinse movement. And I'm glad that I'm here with you guys. We have a lot of hashtag content to get through. So um, quick reminder, you guys, again, use the... Hashtag Ratchet Ramblings Pod when you're talking about the show so we can see what y'all have to say. And Jeremy pay the bills so we can get into it. All right. You are listening to a CSPN Media Podcast presentation. Go to our website, cspn.us, and click that Ratchet Ramblings tab and listen to all of our episodes thus far. Um, and if you like what the hell we got to say in these jokes that's going to fly about these reality TV people that be consistently looking to fuck stupid, mosey on over to that Keep Our Podcast Free tab on the right side of our website. Shout with all of our many sponsors from Amazon, Busted Tees, Wink Wine Co. Um, it is of no extra cost to you. Um, all it does is give our boss man and CEO Classic a portion of the brick to keep the lights on, to pay for bandwidth, keep this show and all of our other wonderful shows on the CSPN free, so you won't have to pay to listen to my country ad sound like Van. A bag uh, of vans. Mm. Mm. A, a bag of used up neck bones. Uh, fair. Mm. That's fair. A aware of leftover greens water. <laughs> Smelling like feet. All right. But, uh, All right. So, so before we get started, Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride. LGBTQ community. Happy um, Pride. I can't wait to see all of the great pictures that will be taking place at Pride celebrations across the nation and the globe and all of that good stuff. We here at Ratchet Ramblings, as you know, we love our LGBTQ community. Come on, sound effects. Right. 
that was I don't I think that was all script. <laughs> Sorry. Goddamn phone started ringing. Everything tied together when you're an Apple lover. Uh, it's true. But um, Curtis, you do anything for Pride Month? Uh, I haven't figured that out quite yet because it's also my birthday coming up. So something will be happening, but I don't know what just yet. Curtis, are you a Gemini? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> you might be one of the first Geminis I actually like. That's how I know sometimes a lot of this astrology shit don't be <laughs> what we what we say it is because you are a great person. Like, I very rarely get, like, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde from you. Like, I get my same Curtis all the time. Like, I don't get none of that weird switch-up shit that they say Geminis do. And, you know, I'm on, like I said on the last show, I thought I said it on here, um, about people using incorrect terminology when they're talking about Geminis. Like, just because you you run in with somebody that you don't like, and more than likely you probably did something to them, that made them quote unquote switch it up. That's not being bipolar. That's a real mental illness. Please let's let's stop using terms that are real illnesses to to talk about some zodiac stuff. Like I know some of y'all are very deep into it, but even then, it's not the same as a mental illness like that. That rhetoric is tired and trash. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't I don't care for that at all. But this is groundbreaking. Because I do know some Geminis, and I I typically do not like them. Like, <laughs> seriously. Like, they are kind of, you know, trash. But again, they're straight men, so that's that. Oh, well, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a different beast, no matter what the Zodiac, no matter what the zip code is. Like, right. Yeah, that's what that is. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, so. So, happy Gemini season to all my fellow Geminis. Don't let the haters get you down. And it's always funny because you never really see Geminis like talk about other people's Zodiac, but every other Zodiac is. Anyway. I'm not a, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not a heavy Zodiac person, but, you know, I, I'm i observant. I make the observations. I didn't even get us off track anyways. But, yeah, most oh, people yeah, who are real track. heavy into astrology, um, like, it's, it's the surface level shit, and most times they be wrong. Because it be shit that, like, Applies to most human beings, like boy, Pisces. No, they love to breathe air. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up, like, <laughs> child. Man, you are doing They be like, child. One thing about a cancer, we don't fuck. We can't stand a liar. Who can? Right. Like, and so it be shit like that. So that's why I've learned to like laugh at the shit and move on. Because if you get truly deep into a lot of zodiac stuff, it's not that surface level stuff. Child right. London done went down there and knocked on my mother's door and told her to get her ass up. <laughs> wake up, wake up, wake up out of your sleep, girl. <laughs> 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 but, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so it's Pride Month. Um, I just want to remind y'all to leave the LGBTQ community alone. Let them celebrate Pride Month as wildly and freely as they want to. Nobody needs your opinions on how they celebrate, who they celebrate, when they celebrate. Um, shut the fuck up and go yeah. do straight people things if, if, and mind your business. And remember that there is no such thing as straight pride month because there's no need for it. Yeah, because straight people are always celebrating how they, you know, about them throwing their genitals every fucking way. Yep. So. Um, I would just like to add one thing to that. Um, also, um, straight people, cishet people, um, for Pride Month and really 
really every day and every month, to be perfectly honest. Um, if you do um, genuinely want to unlearn and stop having fucked up quote unquote opinions and views um, for Pride Month and again every day going forward. Um, do that on your own time and stop demanding that LGBTQ people explain to you why your views and opinions are fucked up and um, be an adult and do the work on your own. Mm-hmm. And stop and stop uh, giving yourself the title of an ally. It's not your job to do. And if you want to if you want to go back, you can go back to um, Curtis podcast, The Gay Side Stories. He has a beautiful episode on allyship uh, that Jeremy and I were on. And we discussed what it means to be an ally. And one of the things we spoke staunchly against is labeling yourself as an ally. That is the that is the right and the choice of the people of the marginalized group, not not you. We're Correct. Right. And just for reference, that is episode number twenty eight. Uh, what else we got on the pre uh, pre docket so, docket? So Princess Love and Ray J had their daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and that was or- nice gorgeous baby and uh uh one of the things i saw like so they posted their first family picture and women were in the comments like i thought she had the baby why she still look pregnant and that really infuriated me because um it goes back to this weird snapback culture that we put on women after they have babies this pressure to snap back to your original body get hella fine meanwhile uh, we don't focus on their overall health. And let me just say, if you don't know very much about the ins and outs and the workings of pregnancy, just shut up. Like, Listen. truly, just just shut up. Because what happens in that nine months is that baby grows is all our internal organs get shifted about. Yep. So your intestine get pushed back, your stomach get pushed up, your everything. So it takes weeks for all of that stuff to come back to where it's supposed to be. So, yes. The average woman does still very much so look pregnant after she's had a baby. Yes, she does. Yeah. Uh, I will add to that. Uh, congratulations. And um, stop Ray J from cheating. Uh, doubtful, but I'm glad you said that because I did laugh at a comment that I saw someone say See, when they that. looked at the picture and Ray J has put on some pounds and they were like, damn, did Ray J have the baby? I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I laughed. So, to my knowledge, to my knowledge, like a lot of people say that men gain a lot of pregnancy weight because when they, when they, the women that they have pregnant, I'm not just saying wives because that's weird, but their partners or people that chose to have a baby with or whatever the circumstance may be, they do a lot of eating with the with the pregnant woman, right? (laughs) And end up packing on the pounds. However, but he had already started packing on the pounds before. He had already started getting fat, so there's that. Um. And then Serena did a um, a shoot with Harper's Bazaar, and she talked about um, how she went through postpartum depression really bad, and mm-hmm. how um, black and how healthcare in America needs to do a better job of handling black women because Serena almost lost her life during childbirth. Yes, and after having a uh, baby Alexis, baby what's the Olympia. Baby? Maybe Olympia. Yeah, her husband's name is Alexis, I think. So um and then she was saying how the medical the medical professionals don't help women prepare for postpartum depression. And it's pretty much like the fourth trimester because it just really hits after you have a baby. And so uh shout out to Serena for that. I think we have to remove the stigma from postpartum depression 
and stop making women feel ashamed to talk about it because we have this notion that motherhood and new childbirth is the most magical, rainbow-tastic, beautiful, glamorous thing to ever happen, and you should be so blessed that you went through it. Um, that's just not true. It, it's, it's just just a lot, having a new baby and taking into account childbirth. I mean, if we're going to be honest, the minute you have a baby, they plop that baby right on your chest so you can start being a mother after you didn't went through hours and hours of labor pushing having a c-section you know they like okay the baby hungry feed them like you the baby born and you and you starting your work as a mother so that's kind of what that is literally and i don't have anything to add to that because i am not a baby i'm not capable of giving birth but shout out to women who are and I hope that that does change because it's absolutely ridiculous that in 2017, 2018, somebody like Serena or really any woman can almost lose their life from giving birth. And if I remember correctly, part of the story was like there was there was something going on with her and she was like trying to tell them and they weren't listening. Yeah, so she she said she's prone. She has a condition where. She developed blood clots. Yes, that's what it is. And she mm-hmm. was telling them that she was feeling all the symptoms of clotting. Because I'm guessing, you know, when you are having blood clots, especially when they're traveling up to your lungs, your breathing gets erratic and, it's, and you're in pain. And they were ignoring her, trying to just give her some pain medication. Mm-hmm. And finally, you know, she was starting to go into some type of, of arrest or something. And then they called it just in the nick of time. And so it's just like... You know, I I know I I said it on Twitter the other day, and so many women hopped in my mentions. Was like I've I've always had to get a second opinion as a black woman because I always have had a doctor that says, "Oh, there's nothing really wrong with you." They get a second opinion, and something's really wrong with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so <clears throat> I agree. Listen, but again, it always comes back to listen to black women. Like, yeah. learn to start listening to black women. Like. If you you spend all these years in your body and you're going to tell somebody that what they feel it is not a thing. Yes. Like you, we all know it's like men or women. We all know it's like to be feeling amazing when we like health wise feeling our normal selves and then it just starts to plummet and you know something is wrong. And the doctor said, oh, I mean, well, maybe if you lose 20 pounds, you'll be okay. Bitch, what? Yep. So, and sometimes yeah. that is valid, but at the same time It doctor- might not be. It might not be, and don't just dismiss what I have to say. That's just like, I mean, it's not on the same scale, but a example, I used to get ear infections real bad, and I, I have a new respect for children and babies that get ear infections, because that shit is painful. Mm-hmm. And getting them as an adult, and your body's like, oh, bitch, fuck everything. And I used to get them real bad, <clears throat> and they would always try to prescribe, uh, what's the what's the basic antibiotic um, yeah amoxicillin my body is like bitch what is this skittles and so when i realized they would prescribe me amoxicillin i would have to go back and be like this shit is not working i need something better and then they would give me like a z-pack so after that i started going in and saying i need the z-pack no we'll just give you the amoxicillin and like i told you when i got here amoxicillin does not work for me give me the fucking z-pack give me what i'm telling you i know what works for my body I know you're a medical professional, but you just I, met three minutes ago. Yeah, so like what I can say is right now the network of doctors that London and Mike and I have, 
they they listen very well and they look at medical history. You look at medical history and they supposed to look at your medical history and say, damn, Curtis was in here six months ago with an ear infection and we had to end up giving him a Z pack. Give me just give him the fucking Z pack. Right. Money, right. I'm paying for the shit. Exactly. Like you don't want like what what is it gonna mean to you to to prescribe the Z-Pack versus the amoxicillin. So anyway, I say all that to say that it is something that, and I think black women are at the top of the list because you know that a lot of that goes into this myth that black people are super human and right. have higher pain tolerances and all that kind of bullshit. So it right. definitely is still a struggle. But anyway, because uh, like I said, we still have a lot to get through. So um, we, can, um, <laughs> I was going to say real quick, keeping up with the congratulations, uh, congratulations to Rod and Karen from the black guy who tips podcast. They, uh, have a live show coming up in September and I believe they sold out the VIP tickets in less than two weeks. Uh, I bought two tickets when it went on sale, not even knowing if I would be able to go. I think I will be. And so Bree and I will be in Charlotte in September to see that live show. Pretty so, hey Bree. Yes, yes. Bad bitch teens. Yes, correct. Uh-huh. Yeah, shout out to Rod and Karen. Rod was on, and I couldn't couldn't make it on because London was really under the weather. So, um, but yep, Rod has been a huge supporter of Ratchet Ramblings from the start. Um, even and a podcast was, podfather as well. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, he's definitely an OG in the podcast world, and uh. I, I really like Rod because he, he is, well, Rod and Karen, but Rod specifically with Ratchet Ramblings because he always embraces uh, new podcasters. Like, he doesn't have that weird air of, well, I've been in the game for a while. Don't talk to me. Like, so shout right. out to Rod and Karen. Um, here's to a an amazing sold-out live show. Um, yeah. Believe. Uh, so... We last week we didn't get a chance to do it. We we forgot about it. We um Jeremy had uh bad nigga things to do. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the nigga social life is climbing up out the ladder. It just you know he up here and we down here. Wow, friends. The nigga's the lead singer total, and we just the bitches yeah. in the background. He on his him. he on his Dina Jones. Yeah. yeah. To be your own niggas. Diana Ross and the niggas in the back. Correct. <laughs> um, but uh, we did not get a chance to drag Bravo Andy. Yes, Bravo and Andy, girl, fuck you. And, and we couldn't let it, we couldn't let it slide two weeks in a row. Well, because it, it's right on brand for our show. So, real quick before we uh, get into that, because I think that'll launch us into. Um, and it probably applies to this as well. Actually, I think it does. But my PSA for this week is a reminder that being held accountable for your actions is not the same as being oppressed. Correct. So, or Bravo, being and, or being bullied. Yeah, all of that, whatever form of oppression. So, with that being said, Bravo, Andy. Well, yeah. fuck you. Fuck you, Andy. Fuck you. So, if you guys don't know, Bravo, Andy went on some. Show he, he was doing an interview. Club. Oh, that, oh, that was oh, it was a Breakfast Club. I don't subscribe yeah. to that. So, yeah, but anyway, Breakfast Club. So he went on the Breakfast Club and basically fixed his uh, non-existent and lips to say, lips. to say that he felt bad that 
uh, about what happened during the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion and all. It was like six on one against Kim. And when he went in the bathroom, he didn't know he was being filmed and he doesn't like for to see someone get bullied like that. And he wishes he would have got up and walked away. And he said that he didn't have Kim didn't have a chance to defend herself. And I'm like, again, I'm like, Andy, real quick, let me say this, Andy, you should know better than anyone that that beautiful bean footage is available. We watched the whole thing and everything you just said was a whole white lie. Well, so, okay, I watched the the whole interview because I think what was floating around was snippets like they cut, they chopped and screwed the snippets. So when Andy said he should have got up and walked out. So he said he should have just did it for dramatic effect. Mm. He didn't say he should have did it because they was bullying up on Kim. Because when I first watched the snippet I saw, I was like, this this weak bitch. Right, we all did in the group chat. Bitch. We all did. So, so then I found the full length clip and he said like he felt like he had lost control of the the reunion and then he was like he should have just got up and walked out as dramatic effect to regain control of it. Um, okay, but and I was like, that still wouldn't have worked, and that's still not what was happening. (laughs) Tim was gonna get red regardless. I don't think Andy lost control of the show. You specifically brought Kim out to defend the things that she said and did on the show all season long, and she she could not. She caught her issue, and so then they asked him about her comment. Jesus Christ! Then they uh they asked her about her comment with uh about Kim saying racism didn't exist until social media. And that's the part that really annoyed me is that he backpedaled talking about Kim just isn't good at expressing herself. What I think she was trying to say is that social media blows up the things that you say more than they would if there was no social media. Well, duh, bitch. That's the whole That's what it's for. Media. What are you it's even saying? Deliver, it's to deliver a message that otherwise would take long periods of time to get to the mass the masses so he's like i don't think she meant it like that i just think she meant that social media blows things out of proportion and i was like you set your tooth built (laughs) in that bathroom and said that kim brought nothing positive to the show all season long so i'm so confused on you doing an interview backpedaling on all of this yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but you know that's that you know that that white, that white solid, that white victimhood solidarity. Because it's like there's no, in no way, shape, form, or fashion, was Kim bullied, ganged up on. Everybody that she talked shit about for the whole season, and like Curtis said, we saw the beautiful bean footage, which was literally yeah. everybody but Sheree, but Sh- but Sambo Sheree got in Kim ass. Like le- she legit got into it with everybody: Cynthia, Portia, Candy, Nene, all the girls. Well, except for 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 um for Eva, but Eva, I don't think Eva was in in, in any scenes with her though. But Which Eva, still. real quick, shout out to Eva. It looks like she officially got her peach, so we'll see her next season. Okay, Ray died, so Eva can live. Yeah, and you know what? I'm here for because again, fuck you, Sambo by Sheree. But still, like that wasn't a ganging up. Like she got like one the, of Candace's the story, the story of Chateau Sheree. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Candace. The story of summer. It's mm. gonna that's going to be her big state. It's going to be a social wear summer. 
That's gonna be her the name of her mixtape four S Spring, Summer, September, Sheree. <laughs> but God, I hate y'all so much. But to uh quote Candace, she got what her hand called for. So for Andy to backpedal like that, we like we was all in the group chat, like Andy, what fuck you. Like I just I get and and that's the thing like and I'm I'm actually kind of glad that this happened because it was a gentle reminder to us to not give Bravo Andy too much because yeah. at the end of the day he's still gonna throw the black women under the bus in some form or fashion. Right, because I think cause what cause that same day that we saw her, Nene got her ass on Twitter and was like, no, 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 bitch. Yeah, like she she got exactly what she what Sign she asked for. It. And it's like, it's not bullying and it's not nobody's fault that you picked an issue with multiple people and it's all going to be addressed at one time because that's the fucking point of the reunion. So, one, she wasn't ganged up on. People that she talked shit about checked her. Exactly. That was Nene, Candy, and uh, Cynthia. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Kenya. And Kenya. Yeah, and Kenya. And Kenya, and listen, Kenya wasn't even as nasty as she could have been. Kenya was just like, you are beefing with me because you did not mind your business. And that's literally what the fuck happened. And that's exactly, and and Kenya was like, me and Sheree, which anybody who watched the last two seasons saw, Sheree and Kenya had been trading jazz back and forth about their houses. Like, it had become a playful thing amongst them. So, Mm -hmm. and she's like, you should have just shut the fuck up and ate your food. Yep. yep. So this is why yeah. I started this and off by saying just because you being held accountable, that does not mean you being bullied. And the other part is why I feel like Andy full of shit. Andy, bitch, you had them rolling back the cameras every time Kim got caught in a lie. Every time. Literally. Even when he went in the bathroom. And then even even Andy was on the couch like, but Kim, you said this. You said it. So I was just kind of. You didn't have anything positive to film. It just kind of reminded me that white people will always protect their own. Oh yeah, white watch whiteness work, like Deray says. Yeah, like like for a moment in time, listening to that interview, I totally forgot Andy was a gay man. Like it, I was just like, and then like just all the comments about these black women need to. I nobody else will sit on this couch full of black women and go through this. And I was like, girl, fuck uh, you. Why do they need you know whatever? Fuck Andy, backpedaling like he at the fucking NFL Columbine shit. Career. Remember when that one dude was at the Columbine his, and his wee wee fell out the shorts? <laughs> I, I remember that because straight men on Twitter lost their goddamn. Or it when that one when compression shorts, bloop. Or when one of them was super thick and the announcer was like, "Look at that round butt." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> what is happening?" But then that's a whole other thing. We don't need to go down that route. Um, so in keeping with the same vein of white people are trash. Rachel Dolezal mm. is apparently facing felony theft charges for welfare fraud. Mm. And so the one thing I want to say about that is if if the welfare offices across America went and did an investigation into white households that received food stamps and government assistance, they'd find a lot more fraud. Yeah. I mean, mm. the statistics already say that the number one recipients of welfare are white people because it's a whole lot of y'all broke asses in this country mm-hmm. and the number one group of people that are fraudulently getting it are white people it's not us it's white people mm-hmm. but uh apparently she was getting welfare for like two years while after 
her blow up into celebrity status. And I believe the report says she deposited like $83,000 of in checks and stuff over that time period. And she got like $100 in childcare assistance and wasn't reporting any of this stuff. And that probably doesn't include however much money she was getting doing people hair in her house. So they unlicensed, were, that. Uh, yeah, unlicensed. You so you got to be a cold bitch to let a white woman do her hair in your kitchen. Yeah, it's and apparently she changed her name. I don't know what she changed her name to. Her, her name is like catchy something something. Nikita. Yeah, she stole she stole an actual because that's an actual black woman's name. She adopted that. Wow. So the only thing I want to say about this, other than I hope they, I hope that they have their proof and they throw her ass in jail, is to the all of the people, specifically the black people who got up on Beyonce's internet and. Crack their th- their knuckles to type that Rachel Dolezal has done more for the black community than some black people. Where y'all at? What y'all got to say now? Mm-hmm. Where y'all at? Batteries plus. Is this your queen? Yeah, that's that queen with that dry ass synthetic wig on. And that obviously white face and neck. Rachel Dolezal. Jackie Christie rings around her fucking neck. Mm-hmm. But they pu- they a little puffy. They they like they've been in the oven for too long. They not. I just I I really just don't understand black people. Period. Going up for this woman at all. At all. Like, I think the- well, and I think it was. I think at the time of me and Bian- um, Bianca before her transition, we talked about it at the time. Black people, because if you remember, like that story broke right around the time that Caitlyn announced her transition, and a lot of black people's transphobia popped up because they was like, "Well, if you know," and of course they were misgendering her, but you know, if Caitlyn could be Caitlyn, then why can't Rachel be transracial? It's like y'all don't understand, don't care to understand, have so much disdain for trans people that you will go up for this scamming ass bitch who literally got caught scamming and lying and faking. Hate crimes, y'all be so transphobic as to go up for her with no receipts. Correct. And it's like, and it's like, why y'all want to bring people into blackness, but we can't, nobody is welcoming us into their race. So shut the fuck up. White people are not going to be like, oh yeah, you are, oh, you think you're white? Come on over here, Tyrone. We don't care what color your skin is. You're one of us. That's not how the world works. Come on over here, Lakeisha. You all, we open you with welcome arms. Any other, any other race, ethnicity, for the most part, they're not welcoming black. Everybody is anti-black. So Correct. no, is bullshit. Go for from our culture, right? So yeah, it's bullshit that we can sit here and be like, yeah, you can you can be transracial, and we have to be the ones to accept it. Fuck that. Let her ass go be Latino or something else. Everybody want to be black, but nobody want to be black. Mm-hmm. They yep. like black people, but they love our music. They love our fashion. They love fucking our athletes. They love they love our, our food. You know, they love our house. They love they love ghetto culture. They love ghetto ghetto culture, and then trying to rebrand it and reword it and shit like that. Like I, it, it was just really a weird time period for me. And again, I would have I had no problem with Rachel Dolezal Dolezal a felony. That's her. <laughs> Felony, wanting to be an ally for black people, but you could have done everything that she did. She could have done as a white woman, right? And that's why she could have she could have screwed black men as a white woman. They would have welcomed her more because you know niggas love nothing more than 
than big upping a white woman who likes having black black men and black babies. So it was just mm-hmm. like everything she did, she could have did as a white woman and, and who she is and, and gotten the same results and probably still have that job with the NAACP. Mm-hmm. Like when you do the clownery, mm-hmm. because she lost everything. Like she mm-hmm. went from being making what? Probably six figures at the NAACP to doing hair out her kitchen. Yep. And, and oh. frauding for welfare. Yeah, I would also like to say that Rachel Dolezal looks like the Undertaker and some Bantu knots, but that's neither here nor there. She looks like a chicken cutlet with no seasoning on it. Also true, and as well, yes. Well, no, she looks like a chicken cutlet in the face if you sprinkle a little pepper with those fake uh, freckles she'd be <laughs> You know what pepper. she look like? Blood a pepper. You know what Rachel Dolezal look like? She looks like that one jar a pig feet that's been in your granny pantry for the past 20 years. Mm. Mm. You know what? Pickled pig feet. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Pickled dollars all. Pickled. <laughs> well, that's one that might be the show right title. The God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> right next to the pickled keely. No, we don't. Keely is smoked. <laughs> right. But uh, speaking of speaking uh, of, let's get into this because we have a lot of ground to cover. But we're gonna start with the lightest. So let's finally, listeners. I don't know if anybody asked for it, but you're getting it anyway. We are going to officially start covering Real Housewives of Potomac because it is a dramatic light skin mess, mm-hmm. and I it's not too too much happening. So this is probably going to be a Monique drag fest, and I'm here for it. I uh, yes, we were talking about accountability, and Monique is. Let me say this: the laws on drinking and driving are very clear from mm-hmm. state to state, and so whether you had two martinis or four martinis, if the police would have stopped you, made you blow a breathalyzer, you probably would be going to jail. Yes, because I know at one point in time the legal limit for a DUI was point one, but a lot of straight a lot of states have dropped it down to point eight now. Yep, point zero eight. You, you you blow a point zero eight, you're going to jail. Yep, that's a DUI. And I don't drink martinis, so I really didn't know what was in them. But to, so uh, prior to the show, while we pregame, I googled it, and the recipe for it is a good martini. It says three ounces of vodka, one ounce of vermouth, which is wine, and some olives. Girl, that's a cup of fucking liquor. Yeah, martinis Great. are strong as fuck. That is apple a- martini. It don't matter what kind of martini. Them bitches are strong. She said she had two, so you basically had a cup of vodka and some wine and six olives. Yeah, baby, you could have easily blew that point eight off two martinis. Easily on this thing, you're saying I was drinking and driving. You're trying to ruin my reputation. You were, like, you were. That's literally what you did. Right, that's what you the fuck. Two martinis, got in your car and drove home and, and, and fell in, and crashed into a ditch. You were drinking and driving. She's like. I know I was exhausted. I'm literally just always ripping and running and doing this and the third. Well, sweetheart, I have some news for you. Drinking while you're already exhausted does what? Further exhaustion. Exactly. Most people, when they're exhausted, drink a Red Bull. You took two martinis to the head. Yeah. Right. You were drinking and driving on that. Own it, and that's because that's one hundred percent what you did. It's on you, and it doesn't matter how you try to spin it or offer up excuses. The fact of the matter is, you were not drinking water. You were drinking martinis. You got in that car and you crashed, and you lucky that it wasn't worse. Correct. 
Cause she, cause remember she was like, I woke up and I was in a ditch. So not only did you crash into the ditch, you crashed into the ditch and stayed asleep. It wasn't even enough to wake you up out your sleep. Right. Like girl, you was a little, you was a little drunk. You got to own that. You got to own that. Right. You have to walk in your truth. And the truth was that you were drinking and driving. Mm-hmm. Like, you're gonna mess up my reputation, girl. You messed up your reputation. Yeah, that was on you. Like, anyway. Child, and, uh, I, from the together and take some accountability. For take that. some fucking accountability and the the family, the men that you have around you. Her husband look like Eeyore. <laughs> <laughs> basically like oh yeah they it sounds like they got something against you they out to get you it's like no you did yeah. that Please. y'all need to be holding her ass accountable like if you my significant yeah. other or my friend I'm like what the fuck you mean you was tired as fuck and you went to go drink like what the fuck wrong with you I was about to say if anybody should have checked her ass it should have been her husband right like, he stood up there on some bullshit sounding like Reggie from Basketball Wives. Always oh, sound yeah. like you got some haters and they just don't like you because you want to come up. She on no, she's on the downward spiral. That's why she ended up in the ditch. What are you talking about? But that's how you know, like when you could tell like some of these people, they are around nothing but yes men and women. Right. I think Candace said that on a previous episode. Cause it's because yeah. there's no way, like Candace said, the first person that her husband should have been like, baby, what? You wait, you did what? You why why the fuck would you even? But and then you you touting you like you're you're taunting the women on the show about all this money and wealth that y'all have. You could have had a driver. You could have took an Uber. You know, right? Like, yep. It was just so stupid to me. That's and what Karen her, said. Her blaming everybody else, I find to be extremely ridiculous. Ridiculous, so, trash, and dangerous. Dangerous. Mostly. Get it the fuck together. Correct. Um. Listen, Karen. <laughs> Sweetie. Sister. Like I said last week, I want Karen to get that that look and her confessional together because she is, is 60 years old and wigs that was once quick weaves. Yeah. Like, remember, stop. Like, I think Karen be wearing stocking cap quick weaves. Yeah. Yeah. I can't find a lie. You woman, like Karen, and you could tell in her hair that Karen was a bad bitch. Absolutely. I'm taking that from her. Karen still looks good. Like when she wore that little army fatigue jumpsuit that was probably should have been her daughter's and not hers. I was like, this older woman looks fucking amazing. But them wigs, baby. Them wigs is telling the story about your brokenness, baby. Mm-hmm. We no, you two million dollars in two, three, two million dollars in personal tax debt, baby. The wigs don't lie. The wig don't. The wig. That also wig. might be the show title. The wig. Write me, write me down. Find them all trade wigs from Amazon, baby, with free shipping. Yep. Listen, it's too many. It's too many. It's too many hair vendors on uh on Instagram for you to still be carrying on like that. Right. Maybe that's why she in the predicament that she in. Maybe she got scammed by them them spam hair accounts on Curtis, Instagram. We, I, I, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why. Say, uh, maybe maybe she been buying bonus from the end or something. Cause oof. And then when Monique and Karen got together with their little gathering, trying to put everything on Robin, which let me, I feel like Robin would have beat the brakes off Monique, which is why Monique didn't try it. Like I'll choke you out with this umbrella. Robin was like, "Well, do it." Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, I'm well, gonna, I'm not going to go to jail for you. It's like, okay, girl. Oh, sure. sure I have a relationship with Robin. Like, I like Robin when it comes to she quiet, and so I know she would beat all them girls the fuck up. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, like, she also is, like, passive-aggressive and be like, I don't know, like, why does everybody have a problem with me? Girl, you was best friends. Oh, okay. You was best friend with Giselle's messy ass. I was going to say, you know, yeah. She followed Gis- Giselle. Yeah, and there's something about Giselle where it's like nobody's gonna step to Giselle. Talk about a messy bitch, Lord have mercy. Me and Kendall talking about that pregame. She's messy in a way that I don't agree with. Because it's like, so like even the stuff with Karen, first of all, if you're my friend, right, why are you making light of my financial issues? Huh. It was a joke. I didn't know Karen was gonna take it serious. Baby Karen and her husband got five million dollars in tax debt. Who 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 in the laughing mood when they owe five million dollars to the IRS? Right, right. And we don't know what they income like. <laughs> I ain't never had a sense of humor that good. Right. Friends joke, but not no shit like like when this. I'm broke, when I'm broke, I'm not in the laughing mood. At all. Listen. Even when I'm not broke and I get a bill in the mail talking about you owe us fifty dollars for coming to the doctor, I'd be like, bitch, fuck you. Right. So I can only imagine. And then she, you know she got marital issues on top of that. Yeah. Well, because I do think Karen got her a little, uh, what's the, what, what do they call men who got sugar mamas? A sugar baby? Karen got her yeah. a little sugar baby somewhere. Yeah. She got something. Yeah. I mean, what do they call women who have sugar daddies? Sugar babies? Sugar, yeah. Okay. That's probably a gender neutral term, man. Yeah. Let's go with that. You're welcome, everyone. Right. Good luck, everybody. Sugar babies. But yeah, I just, I don't know. There was just a lot going on. It was, but my lord, because I just, Giselle, like, like, girl. (laughs) You know, like, I don't know. Giselle, like, I like Giselle for what she brings to the show, but like, as a person, I'd be side-eyeing the fuck out of her. Like Kenya, for Real Housewives. Like, on the show, she makes good TV, but as a person, like, hmm. Uh, well, I wouldn't go that far with Kenya. Um, mm-hmm. She could be entertaining when she wants to be, but I, it's, I have a different feel for Kenya than I do Giselle. But that might change because mm. we've got a whole season to get through and Giselle be on some other shit. Like, her shade is on another well, I think Giselle is lonely. Like, she went and she showed off this new boyfriend and then a nigga stopped taking her calls. That nigga <laughs> is that nigga is ghost. <laughs> she like, I ain't talked to him in 29 hours. Sherman said, "Bitch, minutes, Sherman was like, girl. Sherman, <laughs> when that when that Essence article came out or whatever, Ebony Essence, one of them, Sherman was like, oh, I got to get the fuck. See ya. See ya. Do not yeah. pass go. Oh, he passed go. He collected that $200 and bought him a plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sherman who's not with the shits. <laughs> he flew Frontier. He got the hell out of Dodge. He got the fuck out of Dodge. So, um, speaking, of, speaking of Robin, her relationship with her ex-husband is really unusual to me. It's like they divorce, but they living together. They sleep in the same bed. They do everything together, but they're not together. Yeah. Wait, that's and her. You talking about one? That's her ex-husband. They've been married before, and oh, they got divorced. Mm-hmm. And they still live together in the same house and sleep in the same bed. Hell, it look like they're in a relationship to me. <laughs> right. They're not together. Oh, switch. So okay. last season, let me tell you. <laughs> last, last season, Juan had a whole girlfriend. 
while him and Robin was living together. I mean, Juan fine as fuck, so... I forgot who he played for in the NBA. He used to be in the NBA, and then after he left the NBA, he does a lot of coaching in the in the in that area where they live or in Potomac or whatever. But uh, last season, Juan had a whole girlfriend, and when it didn't work out, um, he he wanted to come back home. Like he was living together when he started dating a woman. When things got serious, he moved out the house. When they broke up, he wanted to come back home to Robin. And I so mean... when you see the when you see uh at, when Ashley when they was at Monique's husband birthday party when Ashley was like uh Robin this man only uses you as a as a plan B every time and Robin got all mad and shit that's why because last time oh. had an old girlfriend and like it was rumors circulating that he was about to propose to her and everything. Well, yeah. good luck everybody. Good luck, Robin. <laughs> good the hell look. Speaking of Robin, girl, your eyelashes look the fool in your confession. I want you to get he used to, uh, He used to play for the Wizards, Candace. Okay, that's why it don't matter. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what's the girl's name? Because I have the wrong oh, name. Oh, speaking of basketball real quick, J.R. Smith, boy, fuck you. <laughs> I was wondering who was going to come up. Boy. Yeah, one job. One job. You had one job. Now anything might not be possible. Correct. <laughs> Fucking loser. Mm, mm, mm. Um, but anyways, yeah, I think so, that's all I have for Potomac. Uh, I have a couple of more things. Uh, the the drive that they did for Houston was nice. Giselle, you get a side eye for showing up, bringing a case of water, and then leaving. Um, and I'm trying to remember what's the other girl name that's engaged to the white man. Oh, Candace. Yeah, that whole situation was weird where she like hid the fact that her fiance Chris got a 15 year old son for her from her mom. That right. I was like, this whole thing is weird, but okay. I mean, her mom was just like, this some this some six brown shit shit. Right, 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 right. And I don't don't understand marrying being engaged to a man that don't handle his responsibilities like he should. Mm-hmm. He owned a restaurant, but your mom is still paying your rent in a, on a house that y'all both living in. He's much older than Candace. He got two or three kids. When three he kids. don't see her, three kids, when he don't see and take care of, I don't understand wanting to be married to a person like that. Because that 15-year-old stays very close by to them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like 15, and, 20 minutes away. And according to him, it's the mom that's not letting it him see him. And it's like, okay. Exactly. Like, the court system is there for a reason. You try to keep my kid away from me, and we live 15, 20 minutes apart. I'm going to take you to court, bitch. And that's just what it is. Yep. So, we had the same thoughts on that. And then, spending all this money on this wedding. So, my question is, what the fuck does Candace's mom, how does she accumulate all this money? Because clearly she got money. She's Giving a hundred thousand oh. for the wedding, and her mom is a psychologist who owns a really big practice. Ah, uh, okay. In Atlanta, that so makes a lot of sense on why she speaks the way that she me, does. But I'm just listen. If you can't have, if you can't throw the wedding in your dreams with a hundred and twenty thousand dollars, you need to stay single, baby. Yep. Yep. And that's the black, white, brown, and blue bottom line. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Candace, you we you doing too much. 
you want to spend all this money on this wedding, but you need to look into your own wigs. I mean, I'm throwing a vow renewal, and I don't even know if we ain't spending a a, a per, one percent of that. <laughs> we ain't spending one percent of that. Nor should you. So I'm just trying to understand a hundred twenty thousand dollars for a marriage that's not gonna last because she's gonna that that. Let's be honest. Hell, they're not gonna make it. He got too much baggage from and the she's, and she's very young, emotional. Mm-hmm. From the previews, it looked like they're not even gonna make it to the marriage, but we'll see what yeah. happens in the rest of the season. But that's all I have for uh, Potomac. The episode was a little dry. Um, oh, and I wanted to say I don't, I didn't write what the tagline is, but Monique, your tagline is dumb. What is it? I don't know. I didn't write it down, but oh. it's dumb. It was something goofy. It's, oh. it's goofy. She sounded like a dumbass. But anyway, so let's move into basketball wives. Mm. <laughs> um, so Let, Curtis, I want to say this before we Uh-oh, get. I didn't do it. I, it it's, it's not you. Okay, so I because I I got to get this off my chest. Uh, hey, with your chest? Because I am sick of people on the internet lying to me um, about this shit with Jackie and Evelyn about Jackie's daughter. Um, so. Hey, London. So this week in the group chat, I had to ask my friends, um, Curtis, Candace, and Tay. Hey, Tay. Um, because, because I like to not be looking the fuck stupid when I say things. I want I lo- love to get my facts in order. Because on this episode, the whole thing with Jackie um, and Evelyn came back up with that shit with um, – Takari, Jackie's daughter, and Evelyn donating to that GoFundMe, which we gonna get to you, but uh, Tammy girl, fuck you, because that and and Jen, fuck you too, because that how the shit came up again. Um, and there were people again on the internet telling me, um, and and, and having conversations with me in my mentions that Evelyn was in the wrong with that shit, and that her acting like. Jackie took a low blow when she inserted herself in Jackie's family business, like. Again, trying to equate the two and say that the shit is equal. And to that, I say we must have been looking at two different things. And some of y'all must got that Coleco vision because that ain't what the fuck happened. So I had to ask my friends um, because you know Candace is like Black Twitter CS out here with the receipts and <laughs> what the fuck be happening. So no me is this where I chime in? Yes. Okay. So go ahead, friend, because Candace got because because I, I want the but wait because I want to bring in Candace because I want people listen. There's a lot you can validly say about Evelyn when she be on some bullshit. That but in this shit with Jackie daughter, I don't know how. And some of y'all, you know, hashtag y'all got children, and it's taken up for Jackie in this shit, and I don't understand it. So with that said, Candace, go. So. <laughs> It started with, uh, so Evelyn was coming back to the show regardless. Let's just get this out the way. Yes. People have been telling Shiny that they wanted Evelyn back on the show and they also wanted Jen back on the show. They pretty much wanted the original cast back. They were sick of the LA cast. Mm-hmm. So Evelyn was coming back regardless. However, Jackie's daughter, Jackie's grandson got burnt in that day at that preschool and the daughter had an original GoFundMe. And the goal was met, so she closed the campaign. She opened the campaign back up, I guess, because the medical bills were still mounting up. That is when Matt Barnes and Evelyn donated to the GoFundMe the second Mm -hmm. time she brought it back. 
And so the show had been filming uh, before she uh, before she uh, made the donation. So this wasn't a ploy to get back on the show. They were right. already filming. Right, because somebody tried to tell me that Evelyn did that for publicity, and I'm like, but she was coming back regardless. Like, what? But continue, Candace, continue. Yeah, so Evelyn more than likely didn't know about the first campaign, just the second one. She donated quietly. Mm-hmm. Jackie's daughter publicly thanked Matt Barnes and Evelyn for donating. Right. That's how people found out. Right. Jackie's whole thing was she was mad that Evelyn didn't come to her before donating. Again, trying to spin the narrative because the narrative was that Jackie was and is an ancient mama from daughter. And that's and again, grandmama. She and grandma. Haven't seen, she still hasn't seen that little boy since mm-hmm. that incident. Mm-hmm. She hasn't but, seen her new granddaughter either. So mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, okay, why would I have to ask you to help somebody who's clearly in financial straits right now? Mm-hmm. When the shit was public. Mm-hmm. When the right. shit was public. Right, so, because not because y'all can't drink, because again, people, there were people telling me that, you know, she did it again for publicity and that she should have handled that matter privately if she really cared. And it's like, but the she shit. Did. Yeah, she did. Like, the, if anything, the, like Candace said, the daughter thanked her publicly. Evelyn didn't go on no press tour like, oh, I helped out Jackie's daughter and, you know, look at me. No, that's not what the fuck happened. No, it's not. Um, and, uh, but I just am, like, I'm not even being funny. I got in my notes, like, Evelyn versus uh, Jackie episode 5011. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's enough. Yeah. That's the one thing I will agree. It's enough, but it's kind of like, to me, it's kind of similar to the whole Portia and Candy shit from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, it's only... Go ahead. Everybody is using it to take the spotlight off their bullshit. Exactly. That's what... it's not Because it's not Evelyn that's bringing it up. Nope. It's not like it's, it's not, everybody else. It's not even. It's not even Jackie. Honestly, like right. this was Jen's doing. Like ever. Like Jackie even said it, and y'all know I cannot stand Jackie fucking Chrissy. We all Jackie said she was like, I'm glad me and Evelyn can coexist in social settings, and it's not no big deal. Yeah, like yeah. Stop Jackie stayed on her side, and Evelyn stayed on her side. They're not going to be friends. Nothing's going to come of it. If Jackie felt such a way about Evelyn donating this money, she should have wrote the bitch a check last season when she first saw her. Here, girl, I got my family. Yep. Take she ain't do nothing. Jackie had no intention of ever helping her daughter, ever seeing her grandkids again. They have a strained relationship. Like I said last week, I did my digging, and Jackie didn't raise her kids. Mm-hmm. Even, the, even the younger daughter that's on the show. Right. And, uh, Speaking of that. Uh, uh, Tay, Tay brought up brought to our attention that Takari and Chantel was arguing on Instagram yesterday. Mm-hmm. So Takari made a birthday post for Chantel. I think that's her name, Chantel. Yeah. Jackie, Jackie calls her Shanty. But her name is Chantel. She made a birthday post and was like, you know, happy birthday, little sister, blah, 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 ABCD, And Chantel responded and was like, girl, get the fuck. This for publicity. We haven't spoken. You know we not fucking with each other. I don't even know why you mentioning me on social media. Keep my name out your mouth. You know somebody's serious when they tell you keep your name out your right. mouth. Right, and come to I me mean, privately when you're ready to admit your just, faults. 
Yeah, she like, you just mad that I won't hold a grudge against mom. Forgiveness is a powerful thing. And the only thing that stuck out to me was that she pretty much just told the world that her mama ain't never been a mama to them. Yeah, because that, 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 that... I forgave mom for all the shit she did. You need to learn to forgive and stop trying to be the victim and poor me. And I was like, well, way to tell on your mom, sweetheart. Yeah, because that's because it's like I now as far as her and Takara go, I mean that is what it is for me. Yeah, that is what it is. And like I personally and you know, I hope I'm not projecting, but just from the outside looking in, I mean, it's cool that you forgave your mama, but from at least from what we've seen and like that interview that you gave, it's easy for you to forgive your mama because and correct me if I'm wrong, Candace, but it's easy for you to do that because your mama more or less treated you better than she treated Takari. So it's easy for you to say it was easy to forgive. But, you know, when you don't go through something, it's easy for you to, you know, stand on that high horse or whatever. But you didn't help Jackie's case at all because if if Jackie's whole thing is like Takari line, I've been a good mama and stuff, then Chantel, what the hell are you saying you forgave mama for? So, again, somebody lying. I don't even think it's that, but I will say this. A lot of times when you see deadbeat parents and they got multiple kids, they normally try to pull in the youngest one because the youngest one don't remember as much as the oldest one. Yeah. And I and think it's quite an age gap between Chantel and Takari. Because I yeah. think Takari is like around our age, Curtis, and Chantel is in her early 20s. Yeah, so she's younger than me. Yes, she is younger than you. So... Mm. It it makes sense that Jackie tried to rope in Chantel because Chantel don't really understand. By the time she was old enough, Jackie probably had popped back in the picture ready to be mom of the year. Mm-hmm. So she don't. She probably wasn't a hundred percent raised by Jackie's mom the way uh, Takari was. So it was just kind of like, girl, you basically just confirmed everything that uh, Takari been saying. Yeah. And you don't even know it, cause like, and I think even last week, uh, we, uh, like, I know you done said it on this show before, Candace, that Chantel basically they're playing nice with Jackie to get a chick. So I'm gonna yeah. say it's it's well, gotta be something else, Candace, cause I just looked it up. Takari is 28 and Chantel is 25. Okay, so she, oh, I thought she was around our age. Mm. Yeah, I wonder what, or they, or I wonder do they have different dads? Yeah, cause Takari's name is Takari Lee. Yeah. And then Chantel is Doug, Doug's daughter, I think. Mm. Is that Doug's daughter? Well, she go by Chantel Christie, so let's see. Mm. That would make more sense if they did have different causes, though. I don't think Doug, her biological dad, because... Uh, uh, he might not be. Let me look it up. Jackie and Doug only been married like 20, 21, 22 years or something. But maybe he adopted her. Yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. It's like, girl, Jack, you was a piss-poor mom to the one daughter. Just own that. Yeah, just own it. And for, you know, again, hashtag y'all on the internet. Like, listen, again, there's plenty of shit that you can... It's, 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 like, it's like that thing we said with Candy. Like, you cannot like her, or if she do something, you know, messy or whatever, or bad on the show, you cannot like her, but you don't have to lie to prove your point about that you don't like her because the lies that y'all telling on Evelyn about the situation with the car they just it's 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 just not true so does Doug have any other kids I'm not sure 
Okay, because what I'm seeing on the internet says he's a father of two, and the only children that they list are the boy and Chantel. Oh, maybe they do have a kid together. Mm. That explains a lot. Yeah, I mean, listeners, well, if y- if y'all know more than us, let us know. But it looks like they had like Takari has a different father. Mm. Yeah, so maybe Takari has a different father, and Jackie and Doug have Chantel. But they kind of maybe a so maybe she never came back for Chantel. I mean, she never came back with Takari even after she had uh, Chantel, and that that would explain a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it also kind of explained the rift between Chantel and Takari. Yeah, a little bit. Like it's it's easy for that rift for their speaking speaking uh, from experience. It's easier to have that. Rift when you know two of them have different daddies, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what it looks like. Good luck, everybody. Yeah, but speaking of uh, Jen, girl, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, Jen, Jen, fuck you. I don't know what I don't know what Jennifer is going through this season, but it's like, girl, sometimes people don't just don't fuck with each other. Let it the fuck go. In the same in the same episode, saying that she not messy. Then go right back <laughs> and prove that yes, you are indeed, in fact, messy. Like, see, stop, please. Like, I don't like Jen. What, doing all that damn crying. You and Jen, you and Kristen get into it. Which now we'll say now, Kristen girl, you you lying. Oh, we don't. You know, yeah, we'll get into that that whole situation because Kristen girl, fuck you too. Right? Because Kristen. Well, girl, that light skinned bitch that's married to Malaysia cousin, she dumb as bricks. This yeah, you know that a, a scholar does not make a common sense. Yep, correct. Because that whole thing was weird. But um, Kristen, like, just own up to the fact that she was being messy. All right, you like, were. Yeah, because- Jen and Evelyn were trash for making that racist joke, but you were being messy. That's why everybody know about it, not because of them, but because of you. All right, here you the one that brought Jackie into the shit for no goddamn reason. Right. You brought Jackie into the situation, and then Jackie went because Jackie don't know how to do nothing but be messy, and you know have things orbit around her neck rings. So all of, and then I had, but I was looking at CC funny too because all of the facts presented to you right there, and you still trying to say that Evelyn and Jen are trying to come between you and Kristen, and it's like they don't give a fuck about you and Kristen's relationship, right? Like you just you just trying to give Kristen a pass because you see. That she was the nucleus of the mess by repeating the shit. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be mad at her, you would rather be mad at Jen and Evelyn. But y'all, Pete, Kristen never was admitted that, like, Kristen was never like, oh, yeah, they was joking. Nope. Right. Not once. And mm-hmm. it's like, you need to own up to that. If you didn't believe that it was a joke, then you should have said that. Mm-hmm. I, I went around and I, I brought it up because I didn't, I didn't know or I didn't believe it was a joke. Right. Again, the the start of it is Jen and, and and Evelyn, but the the center of the mess is Kristen. Is Kristen? Mm-hmm. Oh, we gotta watch these girls, and they trying to come between us. No, girl, you just messy, right? Yeah, I don't think I don't think they give a fuck at all about that. They girl. don't like at all. <laughs> they don't give not one fuck. And then she oh. start crying and shit, and I'm like, okay, so now you playing victim. Mm-hmm. You going full decade. Because you know you was wrong and you know you was being called out in front of everybody, so then you start crying and shit. Mm-hmm. But it's you, beloved. It's you. All right. You there, there's nothing positive for you right now. 
No. Speaking of Cece and that treatment that she was giving Jackie, sweetie. Why was Jackie moaning like that? Because she a creep. She is so gross. She might as well be part of Creep Squad. Like Jackie, uh, she mm. she disgusting, and that. Mm, mm. I'm like, I don't understand why you getting this treatment on your titties instead of your neck. But I guess go off, sis. You getting it for free? <laughs> bad, 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 I got nothing but bad luck for Jackie Christie. So mm. yeah, yeah. I was so, yeah, nothing but bad luck. Um. I'm trying to look through my notes. Two, I only have two more things, and then you know we can do whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, the way that they were talking about OG was kind of fucked up. Now, granted, OG did show up looking tacky as fuck. Did, did. Um, However, they they went to that whole little mean girl thing, and I was like, I mean, okay, I guess. All I right. Guess. It didn't look like OG got some some tea or some mess coming up later in the season, so I'm I can't wait to see that what she got going on with Kristen because it looked like her and Kristen was getting into was it Kristen? I think so. I'm pretty sure it was Kristen, like where your man at type shit. And I don't know if that was just a surface level read or she got you know she got she's got some some tea steeping. So we'll see what happens there. Um. I I finally I well finally, but I gave it a good look and Reggie Reggie's actually not bad looking. But not- when they went ring shopping, him and Lyric, Tammy daughter, I was like, why they look like more of a couple than him and Tammy? <laughs> also also I want to present this to to Candace to see if she agrees. I listened and correct me if I'm wrong, Candace. Mm-hmm. But don't Reggie and Jeremy talk just alike? Yes. <laughs> we gonna start calling you Reggie. <laughs> Red, black, black Reggie. Yep. No. <laughs> that nigga said, "Is this a is this a ro- a yellow rose?" Girl said, "What? <laughs> I don't know nothing about flowers. I don't know nothing about no flowers." I was like, "Look at look." I was like, "Look at Jeremy girl. being ignorant as hell." <laughs> <laughs> trying to marry Tammy the fuck Roman. It'd be your own niggas. It'd be your own <laughs> accent. Right. Um Oh, I wanted to say OG is ugly than a motherfucker with that body though. She got that bitch is ugly in the face, but her body is godly. Yes, that's that is true. Yeah. No lies like, detected. Every time they said OG, I was like ugly. Like, <laughs> Ugly. Yeah. yeah, she's not a cute girl. Yeah. But when she turned around in that swimsuit, I was like, "Yes, look at yeah. that." Yeah, she looked good. I mean, she was tacky, but usually, you know, women with nice bodies be dressed a little tacky sometimes. Um, Perfect. I agree. Yeah, I was like, "Woo." Let yeah. me just. Um, I Tammy am. Tammy girl, really, fuck you. <laughs> I'm, yeah, like I'm really sick of Tammy versus Evelyn. And here's the thing. Evelyn had a right to feel the way she felt towards Tammy after that reunion because, girl, Tammy straddled the fence all last season with that Jackie shit. Mm-hmm. She played both sides against the middle all last season. Mm-hmm. And she knew dead and fucking well that Tammy, that uh, Jackie was dead wrong for that shit she said about Jackie's daughter. I think mm-hmm. everybody and their mama on that show, except for Jackie, knows that Tammy donated that fucking money out the kindness of her heart. Because at the time she had it, she was still with the baseball dude. Mm. And she had it to Mm. give, so she gave it. 
Like, I don't feel like anybody other than Jackie feels like Evelyn did that shit in a malicious manner because at the time, her and Jackie had no beef. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which also makes it weird. Well, uh, I add to that, Candace. Nobody but Jackie and people on the internet that for some reason just do not like Evelyn, which again, fair, but in this situation, every, there was like, they, they had no beef. So, what, what sense would it make for Evelyn to, um, what's somebody in the mission trying to tell me? Like, what sense would it make for Evelyn to donate, like, oh, look, oh, here's some money? Um, like on some just malicious, like, oh, Jackie, you can't take care of your family. I'm ha, not even ha. trying to be funny, but if I'm if I'm being malicious, I ain't about to spend my money to be malicious. Now I ain't about to just give her three thousand dollars in malice, right? I can yep. think of a, I can right? think of a lot more shit to do that's malicious that's also free. Correct. Correct. So that's oh. why I was like, you know, Jackie, two plus two is not equaling four for me with yeah. this. It, it's not. Adding up for me, right? What, what what's not adding up for me is Tammy's um her attitude towards to Evan, Evelyn. Yeah, like her complete inability to like she really is a, a dish shit, but can't take it as woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yo. That's literally what's in my show notes for today. Mine Evelyn too. Is is mm-hmm. the only is is the only comedian I know who can dish it but can't take it. Tammy, and you just fucking up all the names, right? <laughs> And the thing and the thing about it is like and Tammy and Evelyn had a point because Tammy was like, Well, why didn't you call me directly? And she's like, We're not friends. And the last time I heard you making jokes about who I'm fucking as a part of your act, what would right. I have to call you about? Exactly. Right. That's like somebody and when Tammy like, Well, I reached out to you when you and your ex broke up and it wasn't sincere. Right. Nope. Right. And so the whole conversation, they sitting there. And Tammy was throwing jabs, and at one point to me, and y'all let me know if if I'm wrong, it looked like Tammy was salty because Evelyn wasn't reacting the way she was expecting her to react. <laughs> she wasn't. Evelyn was expecting, I mean, Tammy was expecting Evelyn to go off. Yep. Get mad mm-hmm. and pop off and get loud. And Evelyn... And that's was, not Evelyn. Evelyn was like, bitch, I, mean, I don't know. It is Evelyn, but it, it wasn't is. Evelyn that because Evelyn knew what Tammy was poking and prying for. I'm going to say this. It's, it is some shit you could dislike Evelyn about because she is messy. Right. But Evelyn is a bad bitch who knows she a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. So she she ain't react. She don't react about all that. Oh, you fucked all these athletes. You doing this. You doing that. Because somebody said something to her about it on Twitter. And she was like, you you wish you was a bad enough bitch to fuck all throughout the professional sports world. Shit, I know I do. She like, you wish you was able to. And so, no lies detected. None. So and she was kind of like, okay, Tammy, I don't give a fuck about none of that. She was like, but what I did do when I did my impersonation, I used the raggedy wig and the yeah. pack. Listen, so when you you call yourself a comedian and you get out pitied and out comedied because Tammy was like, well, here's a bonnet. I want to see you do your little act. And she was like, oh, no, sweetie. I actually used a wig that I found that was draped in some dumpster juice and a fanny pack. Oh. Mm. Uh, like yeah. Hey, Tammy went completely silent. She was like, oh, no, I used the... She, what, what, I gotta, I'm going to have to go back and watch. Next week, I'm going to come back to this because I forget the descriptor she used, but she was like, yeah, I used a ratty wig and a fanny pack. Yep. Mm. So I was like, oh, checkmate. 
Yeah, yeah she, she checked the shit out of Tammy. Yeah, that's what Ross said a couple of weeks ago. Evelyn be having them jokes on the on the on the low key. Oh, she absolutely does. Oh, she does. And and the crazy part is, like I said again, the cat, like the the middleman who even regenerated this little beef between them is fucking Jen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I cannot wait for Jen's shit to get put on front street this season. Agree. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I, I cannot wait because. It's finally gonna come to the light all the shit she was saying about Evelyn while they wasn't friends. Yep. And we can end with Jackie girl, shut the fuck up. Cause you're doing all that turning up like Evelyn won't beat your whole ass. Yeah, Correct. And that was it. That's all I have for That's that. That's all I have. So let's speaking move. of beating asses. <clears throat> so loving hip hop Atlanta, you guys, is what we're moving to. Uh if you didn't catch that segue. Um when you do podcastery, mm. I just <sighs> Tommy. Let me, let me say this: Tommy has a drinking problem. Absolutely, and she's absolutely an alcoholic. <clears throat> she's an alcoholic, and I've seen a lot of shit from alcoholics in my heyday. But I never thought in my thirty plus years on this earth that I would see somebody pour Hennessy in white wine and take it to the head. To the head, licking, the, the, licking head. the glass, all kinds of shit. Now that is some shit. Like that's so, a whole new level of niggatry. Right. So at first I was like, this bitch is psycho. Like, what the fuck is she talking about? But then the light bulbs start coming on in my head. And we talked about this in a pregame. I feel like Tommy was fucking one of the, that one producer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like maybe he married or got a girlfriend or something. Because Tommy was like, I know where you live. Don't like, don't make me tell the truth on you. Like, don't make me turn up. Don't make me do this. And a producer was reacting badly. Mm-hmm. Like, normally when they get to the popping off on the producers, the producers don't say nothing. Right. They just keep filming. Like, the producer, like, was like popping off. And that producer was like the Mr. Krabs meme. Yeah. That, a panic meme. Like, oop. He reacted. Yeah. Shit started to get really real. And mm-hmm. then uh, I guess Tommy, pre- I guess Tommy attacked the security and probably that producer. Yeah, and they uh-huh. came and did the sit down. Time. Well, uh, Tommy's not going to be filming with us. She's not allowed to be where we are. They said she's not allowed on the set. She's not allowed she's not on allowed. the set. She's not allowed to be where we are. She's not allowed to film with us. Uh, they don't. They we don't hire them to get attacked. I mean, kind of you do. You security kind of do. Like uh, territory, but I mean, however you want to spend that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, but I get what she was saying. Like we don't hire yeah. them to be the target of the attack. Yeah, yeah. So I got, I get, I got what she was saying. But I really think because we said this in the pregame, they didn't have that same energy for Erica Mena. She was directly attacking one of the security, but I think it wasn't the security. I think it was the producer. Yeah, I think she attacked that producer. She, the lady said security, but if you read between the lines, she was referring to a producer. Like, there's no way y'all mad that security might have got mollywopped a little bit trying to subdue somebody because that's what they for. Right. Producer, on the other hand, that's different. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, they really kicked Tommy off the show. I just hope that they are actually trying to do something to help her like they did Tierra Marie. You're right. It's kind of throwing her, casting her off to the side. Uh, yeah, because because it's clear that Tommy needs help. It is it is. There's no debate to be had. Yeah, um, and you and can. I, I did realize. Let me say this real quick. I did realize that there's a fundamental difference in those two situations. In that, whatever we have to say and whatever we think about it, 
there were cast members that were willing to to try to do something. And with Atlanta, I didn't see, I haven't seen anybody like really be like, okay, we need to come together and figure out what the fuck going on with Tommy. Like everybody just kind of letting the shit ride. Like, oh, she crazy and she be drinking. But like even Rashida was like, I mean, this bitch crazy, but we going to go turn up in Houston. And it was like, yeah. I you know, don't see that's that this woman has a problem. Like Spice been talking about it on every episode. Yeah, that's a valid point. You know, and like you say, we can, you know, Feel how we feel about how they handled it on Hollywood, but I mean, because as much as we love reality TV, we got to be honest and say that it's really uh, it exploits. Yeah, like, it it exploits people's problems. So I'm not shocked that they were comfortable exploiting Tommy's drinking and how when she's drunk she turns into a raging lunatic until it till that lunatic you know turned his venom at them. Yeah, and now it's oh we can't have her doing that. We can't have her filming. That's the same shit she's been doing to the cast since she's been on the show. Yeah. Yeah, her own mama, her own siblings. Mm-hmm. Like this the same time. But now that that now that, that rage is pointed at y'all, it's we can't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't bring them on to get attacked. So you bring the rest of the cast on to get attacked? Because she tried to fight some everybody. She mm-hmm. tried to fight Tierra. She didn't try to fight uh her mama, her sister, Carly. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, KK towards the end of last season on the reunion and shit. Uh, <clears throat> Jocelyn, um, uh-huh. like she, this really been her get down since she been on the show. But now it's too much because she tried to fight the producer. Like mm-hmm. man, fuck y'all. Yep. Either go for if you gonna go for the ride, you need to go for the whole ride. Yep, I agree. I agree. I agree. So, um. Let's double back to some some better. Um, so let Tokyo. me let me let me wait. Tokyo, what's Tokyo? Tokyo and Carly. When Carly came to the shop to talk to oh. in Tokyo, uh-huh. and and you know, first of all, Carly, you is a messy bitch to live for drama. Listen, Let's get that, that out the way. That is established. That like. is that is that is the thing, and I don't really care for Sierra, but I'm glad she spoke up for herself. Like. If you my friend, don't don't ambush me with a bunch of bitches that I don't know that's fucking the nigga I'm supposed to be with. Yeah. Like, come talk to me privately and see if I want to sit down with these bitches. What would have been so hard about that? Exactly. Hey girl, I know two girls that say that they fucking BK. Do you wanna like sit down and talk to them or you want me you wanna exchange info and so you can see what's going on? Mm-hmm. Carly don't do none of that. She mm-hmm. just set up a, 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 a round table. Right. I feel like so I feel like it's a combination of Carly and production, but yeah. I feel like she revels in it. And so production just kind of goes along with it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Cuz it's like Carly feel like it, that's that's how that's what makes her feel important. I have the tea, I have the knowledge. Let's get it cracking. And production's like cool cuz it's going to make for good TV. Car- but-, but I will say Carly is what Sheree tried to be, but she wasn't nearly as good at it. Yeah. Sharia, anyway. Carly, Carly is a hell of a bone carrier. Yeah. So I don't have no problem with Tokyo not fucking with Carly. In the same breath, if you don't fuck with Carly, it ain't Carly's place to bring you back no tea about what your ex nigga doing. Yeah. Okay. So my thing is, I get it, but at the same time, and you know, this is just me. I don't really care about Tokyo because it's like because I'm looking at it, but I'm like. Okay, you don't fuck with Carly now because it came to your front door about your ex nigga, and but she wasn't fucking with so 
sometimes we could tell how they chop and screw these sequences for the yeah. show. And so the shit where last week where she came into the shop and Tokyo Sierra was there, that was that happened directly after the car after the shit with Sierra and this round table of old strippers and yeah. music you never heard. Yeah. So hilarious. Bitches at the round table. Carly. Yeah, Tokyo popped off on Carly then. It was like I Carly I don't fuck with you, you messy. I, well, right. No, that's not what I was gonna say. What I was okay. saying, so it's just kind of like uh, Carly don't owe you shit. You made you made it known where you stand with Carly. Right, but that tr- that's true. That's not what I was gonna go with it. But it's kind of like, and I guess for me, it's like when we saw Tokyo earlier in the season, like with that shit with um, what's her name, um, Peppa Pig and the Thought Weed Keely. Like it's like you formed the. An alliance, or at least what was portrayed to be an alliance with Carly, then because it was some mess not pertaining to you, and you was proud and being messy because you said it in, in earlier episodes multiple times that like you, like if you want to know somebody's business, because I think one episode Curtis imitated her saying that, and I fucking die laughing. But now, but but now you, but now you above the mess. Now you don't want to fool with Carly Messy ass. But you was early on until the shit came directly to you. I mean, but it's the same as what we were talking about with uh, with Tammy. Like Tokyo, she can dish it, but she can't take it. Uh-huh. And I, th- I guess that's kind of my thing with Tokyo. So I'm like, this thing you got with Carly, yeah, I get it. But it's also girl, fuck you. Like I don't, I don't care. But that's just me personally. Now the odd, the thing that I will say about Carly that's weird as fuck to me, and I've seen women like this before is that she really think that she can mend fences and mm-hmm. foster camaraderie by ambushing people with mess. She mm-hmm. really think that women he, he can like, only bond oh, with gossip. mad at me, but I was trying to tell you that Tobias is on a date with Spice. Like, yeah, that's not gonna help the situation. Though. Yeah, that's not gonna help. That's like that, at all. That didn't make it no better, as you can see, and she still cussed you the fuck out. And, and waddled and waddled out. Yeah, and then Sierra looking like a bozo talking about oh after the fact I guess it it, it might they might have, ha- have actually came with some facts and it's like yeah because you went to to Brasco house and got some dick but the dick didn't didn't settle your your fears and about what's going on. So now you're like, oh, maybe they did have a point. And it's like, okay, sis, like, yeah, it's fucked up that they keep they keep ambushing you with this information in public settings or at least not one-on-one, but that doesn't negate the facts that you've been trying to hide from. Right. Mm. And doesn't negate that you basically out here looking the fuck stupid. Looking the fuck stupid. But speaking, because we're on this whole thing, we can double back to Carly. So that bowling scene <laughs> Sean Garrett. <laughs> he is so 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 sick of Carly. Being he is sick of Carly. Period. Like I feel like so. I'm I'm. I don't feel like Sean Garrett is a good fit for this show, and no. it's not because one. I Father, forgive me, but I feel like he's too talented and he's too relevant in music right now to be wasting his time on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Yep, I agree. I agree. I like I that's that. Come on, consensus. Yeah, it's a whole consensus. Right. I, I feel like he's too talented. He's still too relevant in the industry to be wasting his time on love and hip hop because he moves on the show like he doesn't want any damage to his image. He, he moves on the show like get off my lawn. Yes. Like the rest of the cast on the show, they move like they don't give a fuck what becomes their image. Like I think I, I'll say. Uh, just Britney is almost in that same boat with Sean Garrett. 
I don't think she's that talented, but I think she uh, is is too much of an up and coming in personality in the industry to be on love and hip hop because she's not at a point where she like fuck it. I'm finna get super duper ratchet and go ham. Right. Like, I'm not. I'm. Yeah. She's not at that. I'm gonna throw drinks. Level. Yeah, she's not. She's not there. And Sean Garrett, like he spends all his time on the show telling Carly to be a better woman. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I, I'm like you know you you cool you ugly, too you also ugly, <laughs> <laughs> and you got a face made for the radio. So I uh, that... <laughs> now that man has a face made for podcasting. Ooh shit! Like she not lying. She not. She not. He ugly and he talented, and I don't think that he um, needs to be on the show because he he. He moves in a way that he wants his image to stay pristine. He moves like a nigga that got something to lose. Yeah. Yeah. So he needs to, he needs to, you know, he tried it. It didn't pan out to be nothing. You know, go back uh, into that cave. You yeah. Know. He's still getting shit. He's still writing for people, still getting writing credits. So I'm it's telling like, you, he's still very relevant, relevant right. in the industry. Like so much so that he wants to keep his image pristine. And I don't think he needs to be tied to love and hip hop at this moment. I mean, let's... maybe maybe come back in ten to twenty ten ten years or some like when you ask when you when your career hits Stevie J, then come back to love and hip hop if it's still going. Yeah. But I feel like he's still in terms of writing and what he does in the industry, he is very much so still up there with Neo and a lot of the other good writers in the music industry, and he needs to not do the show next season. I mean, word in the tweets is that Neo, even his writing has fell off, but I don't know. I haven't paid attention to her in so long. I don't, Um, I'm not a Neo fan. I never have been. So y'all already know if you ever search my old at name and tweets about Neo, you will see that I'm not a Neo fan at all. And that's just that. So, yeah. Um, So then Tobias walks in with Spice and as soon as they sit down, the you know how y'all be getting on me about shave vomit, the mess vomit just started flying out of Carly's mouth, and she was <laughs> like, "I'm not with this shit." Sean got up and left, and then Carly goofy ass trying to run off with the man's shoes, and I'm just like, "Like you too old to be this guy? You too damn old?" And this man is too damn irritated. Like, leave him the fuck alone. Let him storm out in peace. Right? Yeah, he was. Super irritating. He was fed up. But I want to say this about Spice. Um, You looking a little funny in the light. Mm, mm -hmm. Because the way that you moving now that you and Tobias are flirting, I don't like that shit. Like your whole perspective on shit is is shifting. Mm -hmm. The weird don't flip. Yeah, like you done turned the wig around like in Dream Girls. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, and maybe it's just me, and you know, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but is it me or did not a hood and Tobias are flirting or seeing each other, whatever the fuck, you know, like Curtis said. Before that, she was above the mess and all that shit, but now she seems like she kind of entertained by the mess. So is that just me? Uh, yeah, so she, I feel like she always been entertained by mess. Yeah, she always been entertained by mess, but just it just is it, it's from a different perspective now that she is talking to the Tobias because before it was kind of like a spectator. Um, but I'm not trying to stop the mess. Like I'm here, I'm here for a good time. 
and now it's like I'm getting into it and you're yeah. talking to Tokyo crazy and just her yeah. just the way that she like her views to me are different now that she is talking to Tobias whereas before it's like she went from she went from from independent women to to I need a man you know what I'm saying? She went from independent women to Shantae's got a man at home. A typical Jamaican woman. Like, I, you know, let's not forget, you know, where she's from uh, and how they think and how they revere men and shit like that. So, so yeah, that I just, I had that. I was like, Spice, but, you're looking real funny in the light. In the, in the preview for next week, she did something that was shady. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but I kind of cackled at the shade. When Tokyo came to the table and Sierra was like, we all about to sit down. We about to eat good. Yeah. And Spice was like, I don't think she needs to eat nothing else. And I was yeah. like, oh, bitch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, bitch. I you didn't. Over there. I was like, you sitting over there a handful of Skittles away from, you know. Yo, damn rainbow. Yeah, because I saw people. Yeah, I saw people saying that. Like, it's like, now, Spice, you might not need to talk too tough because uh, you not yeah, like you over there dressed and looking like a, a blue raspberry airhead. Like let's not do too too. Like, much. Let's, let's not. Now the I saw that and I can I can admit because I am I'm balanced and I'm a, I'm one with myself enough that I can admit that that was shady and it was a little funny. However, I did not I didn't laugh. It it didn't strike me as funny because you know because of funny. Tokyo's face. You know what made it super funny is because in the <clears throat> earlier when the season first started in the in the first previews after Spice make that comment uh Tokyo get up and and bang on her with her bag she like got up and hit her in the head with her purse <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Lessons from Sierra Yeah mm. I don't know. It just it kind of hurt my heart when I saw Tokyo's face. Now I don't know if that was edited for effect. I have to we we'll see next week when the scene airs. But it looked like she really hurt her feelings saying that shit. Like bitch, you don't even know me. Yeah. And so that's why I was like, again, that's why y'all say she looking funny in the light. I agree because you doing all of this over Tobias. Exactly. And you don't even and the nigga is playing both of y'all. Like you don't even know her like that. You coming at her sideways, but you're not taking a look at Tobias and what he bringing to the door. So I was like, I started off liking Spice, but now I'm like, you, 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 you've been entered on the beat the fuck up list. You low on the list, but you definitely on the list. And next week it look like you are gonna bump yourself up even higher because I did not like that shit. Again, yeah. being that I am shady when I want to be, I can admit that that was a good piece of shade. However. Looking at the whole picture, it's like Spice Girl, fuck you. Yeah, because because she she warranted she warranted that clock upside the head that she gonna get. Yes. Um. So, Tierra, I finally learned. I finally learned and remember oh. her name. <laughs> it, took, it only took me four weeks, y'all. Right. <laughs> Listen, I, I guess that's a testament to how much I do not give a fuck about Tierra because I couldn't remember this, shit. This I, for shit. This how I feel about Tierra. Like uh, this bitch, it, it feel like she wilding to keep a, a spot on the show because yeah, missed that, she missed that check when she was gone last season. But let me tell you something. Just Brittany. <clears throat> this is why I say I don't feel like she's a good fit for this show. Because just Brittany was like, you better not bring that bitch to my... She told show. her flat out, this uh-huh. invitation like, is for you, you and you only. Uh-huh. And this bitch is Keep the mess away. Down. Yeah, she like, you trying to fuck up my bag. Yeah. Right. 
And as a friend, if I if for, number one, I shouldn't even have to tell you that. Yeah, that should go without saying. But if yeah. I do have to come out and tell you that, and then you go against it anyway, like don't be surprised if I bust you in your fucking lip. Uh-huh. Yeah, because that's what you deserve. Yeah, and that's what Tierra's ass anyway. deserved because she brought her anyway. And, and speaking of, I'm really tired of Rashida taking the high road with this bitch. You just got to beat this little skinny bitch. Yeah, the fuck up. yeah. Just you got to knock this silicone out her new titties. Give her the Thanos treatment. No, not even Thanos. Give her the Bane treatment when Bane broke Batman back. Fuck yeah. the bitch up. Like at this point, because I'm tired like, of this it's shit. Like the bitch is popping up every single fucking where you go. And my thing is this, and like I got pushback for this on on social media, but it was like, what the fuck do they have to discuss? Right, like just because you feel guilty about what you did, that does not mean you get to encroach on somebody's space. Like y'all didn't have a relationship before, y'all not friends, so Rashida don't owe you the audience for you to air your grievances. And you popping up, and then you go, and then you do that shit at something business related. Like I, it's one thing when you popping up wherever, but this is directly related to Rashida's business, uh-huh. and now you bring a mess. Mm-hmm. You deserve to get your ass whooped, Jasmine. I don't, you know. And then they try to spin it like she's doing it for a noble cause, cause her son need her daddy. I mean, her Rashida, son needs his daddy. The crazy part is, <clears throat> again, Rashida is not stopping Kirk from being a father to that little ass boy. She, nope. that's she Kirk actually, doing that. She, Kirk doing that himself. She, she's encouraging him to build a relationship with his son, and he's Kirk not is doing choosing. It. Kirk is choosing not to come around and to throw money at the situation. Right. There's no reason you need to have a conversation with Rashida about Kirk's actions. Mm-hmm. And so, but I think like, it's um because I think when Rod was um on, I, he said like it's a classic like side chick thing because like Kirk so ain't shit and and I mean let's keep it a book niggas ain't shit and like Jasmine thinking like if if I talk to Rashida because we went she'll have more sympathy. And that'll get Kurt to do right. And it's like, no, Jasmine, that's not what the fuck gonna happen. No, that's not what's gonna happen. Because no. Rashida... no, I think she wants to talk to Rashida because she has a guilty conscience about Yeah, that. I think it's a little bit of yeah. both, but I think yeah. it's more so she got a guilty conscience yeah. and yeah. then it being about Kurt being a father. Because yeah. showing up and popping up on Rashida everywhere instead of popping up and showing up everywhere on Kirk. It's not gonna have the intended effect because you're not going the to the source. She popped up on Kurt. That nigga did. That, that nigga ran out. He that nigga turned into Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. and he was out. So right. yeah, we can say Jasmine girl, fuck you, and Tierra girl, fuck you too. Yeah. Because again, anyway, just Brittany did not have to make that yeah. shit clear for you, and you did that shit anyway. I hope she beat you the fuck up. To be quite honest. Yeah. Right, so like I, but I will say though that uh that's the one thing I will say is like Kurt, did, uh, what you said that nigga like smoke uh, Curtis because uh-huh. it's like that nigga that nigga legit said like I like I'm giving I'm get I'm sending Jasmine child support. What more does she want? Well, nigga, just because you send money, that don't mean you still cannot not be a deadbeat father. Like you ain't seen that damn baby, like nigga, the fuck. Correct. That's, you choose <laughs> not to. This is one of Twitter's favorite topics, like what what makes a dad be dad. And like I had to finally say, hey, stupid people, parenting <laughs> is a combination of emotional presence, mm-hmm. being there physically in for your child, and financially taking responsibility for your child. If you are slacking in any of those areas, 
you are encroaching on deadbeat status. Right. If you are just completely absent in one of those three areas. You are a deadbeat and a partial parent because mm-hmm. it takes all three. So and you can only do on one. Well, I pay my child support. Nigga, you've never seen that kid since... Kirk haven't seen that kid since Rashida found out about that baby. Mm-hmm. That little boy almost like two, three years old now. Mm-hmm. When Kirk last saw that baby, the baby was an infant when mm-hmm. Carly put her nose in all that bullshit. Right. So it's, it's kind of like... And it's like, Ooh, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk kind of... Yeah, you hear David like it's Kirk. Kirk, the whole thing is like I need to get my family straight before anything, and it's like, well, nigga, that baby is your—that's your son. Not only that, but shirking responsibility for him is not helping your cause. Like, you're not like, getting any Rashida, points with Rashida, Rashida not doing what you're supposed to be doing in regards to I'm that. Not baby even I don't think Rashida wants to be with Kirk, but I think Rashida is scared of starting over. Correct. Yeah, you took the like, words out of my really, mouth. Like you could look at you could if you ever pay attention, like this week when it comes on, like pay attention to how Kirk look at Rashida and how Rashida look at Kirk. Kirk look at Rashida like he could he could just eat her up at any minute. Rashida look at Kirk like I mean, I guess. Like ugh, you again. Like literally, I mean, I guess. Like that's that's what her it's, face not, gives me. It's not even that she's not attracted to him, but he has just cheated on her so much. Yeah. He don't like, put her through I the really ringer. Think, I really think that Rashida has checked out and she just dared to be there now. Yeah. Because going through a divorce and separating assets and starting over in the dating world, I feel like she feels just too much of a hassle now. Yeah. Yeah. But see, stop. I want you to know you are young enough. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, it don't matter how old you are. You are beautiful enough. You are a savvy enough business. Big business. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 you doing face of Curtis? Curtis over there thinking about titties. <laughs> bosom. Bosom enough. <laughs> I mean, she is. Rashida is gorgeous. Like Rashida is a beautiful woman, and Rashida's not even that old. I think she's not. She like what thirty six now? Thirty six. Yeah, she only a couple years older than us. Yeah, well, she and you, Candace. You know, Jeremy over yeah. there on infant status. Yeah, black like ass nigga. Mm-hmm. It be on nigga. And ass nigga. It be on a. Wow. Be on playground tendencies. Wow. Wow. But anyways, yeah, like Curtis said, Rashida is, is gorgeous. Rashida has time on her side. She's mm-hmm. a really savvy businesswoman. Uh she only got that one small child. The mother, that other kid about goddamn grown and she got with her girl. Get back out there and let a nigga be- break your back out. Right. Uh, I will say it's uh I don't know if Rashida had a separate conversation with uh what's Kurt daughter name? Um uh, the one that was getting in grown folks business when she didn't need to. That, that's her name, grown folks. Yeah. Right. We 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 you see she ain't been on the show in forever ever since that one episode where she was <laughs> Rashida. Oh, yeah. You wonder Rashida was like, bitch, yeah. you don't get out of my business. Yeah. You not too old to catch right. that, belt. that one lost on me that we hadn't seen her since that episode. You are not too old. You better get out of my motherfucking. You're doing too much on this show. Mm-hmm. Well, she could not that grown ass man that she ain't, she ain't even know. Like, are you? I can see Rashida being like, "Need I remind you? It's in your contract that I you can be pulled from the show at any point. You being on the show is a privilege." Correct, Good girl. You got a whole ass job at press that you know I ain't finna let you go from. So what the fuck are you doing? So what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. But speaking of pressed, mm. um, Don man is fine as hell. 
He tall oh, and he's fun. But he also real sweet. He uh, he is a nice guy. Like he's very I let sweet. me say this. I am genuinely happy for Dime. Same. Like, happiness happiness looks good on her. It looks good this on her. This is how you could tell that a lot of the cast isn't happy because look how uh look how much Dime don't be in shit this season. We only see her in a few episodes me, and they all be positive. Uh let me say the same thing. I know we get on Mimi titties a lot, but if you pay attention, Mimi every time she jump off, Mimi just be sitting there like you hoes crazy. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she I did. said. I said that last week when when that drink got thrown. She, I was like, she been through so much shit. She, some her fault all, and I, some not. She I like, oh, right, whatever. I fly above the I shit now. Been doing my googles on her girlfriend. Um, first of all, that woman is fucking gorgeous. Agreed. Whoa, she is like, I got a good look at her when they was on the bus when they got to Houston. Same man, she is pretty. Mm-hmm. Same. Jesus. So then my mom was saying that like uh they mentioned on one of the earlier episodes that Ty had a clothing line and she wanted to find it. So I ended up doing my Googles to find it and just running across information on her and like she is a an one, she's an amazing athlete. Mm-hmm. Two, she does a lot of charity work. She has her own clothing line. And I went to her Instagram and she loves the fuck out of Mimi. Like she really loves her. And so I was like Mimi, no don't fuck it up. That's why I, that's, that's why I was like, no wonder Mimi ain't been in no mess. She getting, she getting a good strap. Yeah, she getting was, genuine love. It was that one episode. She getting genuine love and the and genuine strap. It was that one episode where it was a little bit of mess, but that was because but my they, straight, they straightened that out. And it, uh-huh. like Mimi ain't been in shit since. She just be sitting back like y'all is fucking crazy. She just be eating her food and yeah. eating something yeah. else. Meanwhile, yeah. Melissa showed up to that baby shower looking like crisscross, and I was like, "What the fuck I is going on Curtis, here?" Why did I say I was like, "Damn, jump, jump!" She always show up. First of all, she Melissa you know, looks rough. If you remember how Melissa looked when Mimi first brought introduced her to the group, and yep. to like now, Melissa looks really. Raggy. She looked like she oh, going through it. Always she looked like, she, she looked like she living really rough. But that, that's what always being a submissive do. You know, yeah, Melissa, you know what Melissa looked like? Melissa looked like somebody cut her strap in half. <laughs> or boiled it. No, not boiled in a, in it. Like like destroyed it. The pot for the greens. <laughs> mm-hmm. I never forget seeing that picture on Twitter. <laughs> the girl was like, y'all, 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 she was like, y'all baby dykes don't know nothing about sanitizing y'all straps. And it was just a greens pot full of translucent dildos. When you do dildotery. Curtis, <laughs> <laughs> you so annoying. You annoying as shit. What <laughs> <laughs> other thing I want to say hey, before you say it's something, Jeremy? It is Pride Month, so I'm glad y'all brought that up. Y'all need to sanitize your sex toys. PSA. Maybe not in the same pot that you like cook your spaghetti in, but you know, whatever works for you. Anyway, continue. Get, give uh, your toys a good rinse. But I, what oh, I was, yeah. what I wanted to say was Melissa. Melissa always dressed like a '90s white boy band, and it annoys me. Yeah, she do look like an extra from NSYNC. Yeah, she looks like she looks like she did backup for All for One. Yeah, Backstreet Dykes. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Curtis. 
98 dykes. <laughs> but no. But no, like back to Dom, like I, I do like her fiance. It, what I like about him is he's really family oriented. Yeah. He not he not with that. No, I ain't talking to my mama and none of that shit. He ain't play that shit with Dom. Like he nope. like when he said, Listen, you need to talk to your mama because we about to have a child, we about to get married, and your family need to be a part of this. That motherfucker sent her flew her mama right in for the yeah. I was gonna say I can appreciate him taking like I, I think what really stands out about I think his name is Sean. Yeah, Sean. What stands out about Sean is that he is action oriented. Mm-hmm. He don't just talk about it; he be about it. Right. Yeah. And that's and, refreshing and to see. Also, you know, it also seems um, like it's not been like I never I haven't googled it or anything, but he seems to be one of those athletes that did not blow through all his money. Mm-hmm. And because he don't seem like he pressed for money. He just seems like he wants to play basketball, mm-hmm. but it's not a. I, I need to play basketball because I'm broke. Because right. every time you turn around, he finds some of her her family in. Mm-hmm. He flew her mom in, flew her daddy in. I thought it was really sweet that he planned the uh, the the baby shower slash gender reveal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was it? A boy or a girl? I a forgot. girl. A girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, when he threw the little basketball at the hoop and it exploded, it was pink. Oh, that is so cute. Yeah. That was yeah really Y'all know I don't even like all that kind of shit, but I like it for Dime. I, yeah. I do like it for Dime because yeah. her road to her road to happiness, even on the show, has been uh, a, a struggle one. Yeah. From the way Jocelyn, you know, treated her and talked to her. To, oh, man. Uh, Godly. Yeah. Jocelyn, girl, fuck you. Well, yeah. Jocelyn is suffering right now. She is unemployed. Here's the thing: the thing I I'm not gonna say I don't I'm not basking in Jocelyn's misfortune, but Jocelyn is a testament to you reaping what you sow. Not, not not being having any humility when success is coming your way. Like mm-hmm. Jocelyn yeah. got a little fame under her, and she just started treating people like complete shit. Mm-hmm. Now she's sitting on her couch and might be back on the pole. So it's it's kind of like child. It's just a testament to be careful how you treat people because money is one of those things that's here today and gone tomorrow. I think Jocelyn is a true testament to that phrase from Monique. When you do clownery, I think hers is worse than just clownery. It's mm. just it's a testament to like here today, gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that's everything. That yep. includes a man you spent all this time, all these years taunting women about having Stevie J, taunting Mimi taunting all these other women and shit and you don't even have them no more. You spent all this time acting like you was famous and your career was blowing up and you was so much better than the cast and you don't have... So much more talented. So much more talented, making so much more money. You're not even doing that no more. You're sitting on your couch. Uh At the very least, you could have still been getting that love and hip-hop check. But you you talked to Mona Scott and and the rest of the producers and the people on the show so badly that you're not even doing that. You're sitting on your couch, girl. Mm-hmm. Now, was there, wasn't there rumors that she was supposed to be having uh, a solo show? And they canceled that shit. Yeah, they, oh, okay, they, they canceled, canceled it. I'm going to tell you when that got canceled. Remember when she was pregnant and she was supposed to have a show about her pregnancy journey and they ended up just filming a little bit for her baby shower and throwing it into the show last season? Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be a whole spinoff. It was she was supposed to get that a doc like a four or five episode show 
chronicling her her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And they just condensed it into one episode, which they nobody fucking watched. Yeah, they condensed it. And yeah, because that's what we got the season. That's what we got the I cannot. Mm-hmm. Because they yeah. made an episode and nobody watched that was, this shit. That was supposed to be her spinoff show. Because mm. I remember her being like, oh, I'm moving to Miami and I'm going to get my own show. And I was like, uh, where could I'm a, uh, when we When we get off here, because I'm going to tell y'all who argued me down about it, but off here. Yeah. Okay. So before we move into ba- uh not basketball, I sorry. Before we I move mean. into, matter of fact, this is going to take us into Black Ink Crew Chicago. Um, I just opened my Facebook app and I see a report that says, Chief Keith was shot at outside of the West Hotel W Hotel West. Yeah, the W and, Hotel in New York. And in they, New York. And they say this that morning. It's, not, it's not related to the Takashi mess or whatever. Yeah. So So uh, I don't really know who Chief Keith is. Chief Keith is a rapper from Chicago. Um he made the song They Love So ain't the name of it. They love no. Soulside. That's how the nigga sound like Cookie Monster. I don't, I don't, I don't know her. Love <laughs> <laughs> ain't that how he sound? Yeah, it is. They I love I ain't, I ain't heard they none of this. Cool <laughs> I just love how Curtis is like. I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is I'm looking but, at this um, picture. He looked like Whoopi Goldberg. So. He's they. They're supposed. He's supposedly like a gang member for 300. A gang called 300 in Chicago, and it's a whole it's a whole little crew of them who also make music. The other guy's name is Lil Reese. They have recently lost two members: one to drugs, and one to gun violence or whatever. Um, but what I can say is he's not a uh, he's he's not a he's not a rap gangster. He's a <laughs> he's a real life been indicted on. Uh, charges before has been prime suspect in in murder cases type of a nigga, right? So he he walks the life that he talks about. Oh, so he like The Wire, Chicago. Probably a little bit worse. Well, I don't. I couldn't think of a show that's worse than The Wire. So <laughs> <laughs> The Wire is up there. Probably a little bit. Probably a little bit worse. Like they they real life live it, but um, to co- so why are we here before we go to Black Ink Chicago? I really hate Takashi Six Nine. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I, I'm not I sure really, who that is either. I really feel like he's a stain on the music industry, and I feel like he's the police because we <laughs> had no idea who Takashi Six Nine was a year ago. He wasn't making any buzz. He wasn't doing nothing. He didn't even have an Instagram. And this is how I feel like. How can I say this? You know how you could tell when somebody might be like the police or like an industry plant. Because mm. you go from not them not having any social media presence to them being all over social media in a short amount of time. Mm. That is Takashi 69. Because when he first started like making waves, I went to his Instagram and he his he literally opened up an Instagram last year. That's mm. when his Instagram came to exist was last year. But what what puts a real stain on who he is is so Takashi 69 um was indicted for sexual mixed conduct with a minor and what happened was he recorded a 13 year old girl being gang raped by his friends and then he uploaded it to youtube like and it wasn't his youtube it was like somebody else's youtube he had they pat login information and he uploaded it and they traced it back to his phone mm. and you know what his punishment was he had to get his ged that he didn't serve a single day in jail for that. 
the fuck? So this is why But he's not black, so that it's is like, not a surprise. He, he Mexican. And uh, so this is why I was like, I said last night, I feel like we eventually will find out that Takashi 69 is like a state's witness. Because only, I mean, like only American white men typically get away with that kind of shit. Like, so I feel like he probably rolled over on everybody. And I also said he starts a lot of this internet shit because he knows it puts a target in a spotlight on the backs of the people he beefing with. Because after I start, if I, me and you get into a public situation on Twitter, a public altercation, we going back and forth, threatening to kill each other and this, that, and third, and you come up dead, they about to come directly to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, <clears throat> yeah. He started beefing with Chief Keith and those little violent Chicago niggas, and it's a mess. But speaking of Chicago, Black Ink is back. Black Ink Chicago, and it Black gave Black us Jeremy. Tell us what it gave us. Theater. Woo! Because listen, and this is what we've been missing. I mean, Real House. Not what am I talking about? Uh, what's it called? Love and Hip Hop has kind of been the most we've been getting and even that's been mediocre lukewarm. Let me just say, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and Black Ink Chicago should really be the king and queen of the Mona Scott Young empire. At Correct. Everything else has fallen severely off and let me just say this. Dear Ryan, welcome back you bossed up ass nigga. Yes indeed. Like, welcome mm-hmm. the fuck back Ryan Henry. Yes God. Owner proprietor of nine mag and uh-huh. anything nine mag related uh-huh. yes. so uh, when we saw the preview so we saw bits and pieces and then we got the official preview trailer baby listen all type of carrying on then we get to the season premiere and hit us in the face with these the motherfuckers walk in the shop First of all, first of all, the sign to, was gone. Four walk up to the shop like, "Where's the nine mag sign?" He like, <laughs> "That shit big as fuck. You can't help but see it." <laughs> they walk in the shop. Anything to say nine mag painted over. The shop is looking a whole fucking mess. In shambles. Ryan, Ryan's Ryan's things are gone. And what you know with how Ryan put the cherry on the cake. He put some bullet holes through the walls. He did. At first, I was like, I was like, okay, is this for dramatic effect or did he somebody really shoot bullets in here? But he admitted that shit later. So, mm-hmm. we're getting. Ryan is a. I think. I think because we, what we get from reality shows, we don't really typically get like top of the line hood niggas. Like C's, C's from the hood, but C's ain't no hood nigga. He ain't no real nigga. Like he just a nigga that grew up poor. Right. You can tell C's never been in the streets like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to quote Wait. Curtis, uh, not real quick, to quote Curtis, the male equivalent, because uh, one of Curtis's famous uh, sayings is that, you know, um, insert person here ain't no real bitch. For the male equivalent is um, insert nigga here, he ain't no real nigga. Correct. Well, I think C's a real nigga, but he ain't no real street nigga. Let me say that's that. Fair. That's fair. He a nigga. He a nigga from the hood. He ain't a nigga that's really been in them streets. Yeah. Ryan has told his story before, and which is why he takes tattooing so seriously, because that that was basically his way out the streets. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and so, also, um, real quick, also, and I know we'll touch on this a little later. I feel like it was important to remind Ryan of well, for Ryan to remind people how 
Black Ink Chicago How Nine Mag started and who actually put the money down in for this shit, which he did on this opening episode. Not only that, but who actually takes care mm-hmm. of Nine Mag and that shop? Mm-hmm. Like it ain't enough to just show up for the cameras and but, show up to do a, a tattoo here and there. Yeah, like, Brian, Brian talks about his sister Nova frequently. And let me just say, mm-hmm. to this day in 2018, the man that killed his sister and his niece is still trying to appeal the murder conviction. Mm. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. That's crazy. <clears throat> to this day. And so, but his sister, uh, prior to her passing, gave him the money to open Nine man, and so um, if we fast forward, we fast forward. We talked about him taking all this shit, shooting up the shop, and all that shit. Him and Van meet face to face in a dark parking lot. Van always meeting up with somebody look like Mary J. Fucking Blige. Yeah, in a not gonna cry video. Like boy, fuck you. But Ryan is like, hey, I did that shit. Ain't no more nine mag. The, the lease is up on the shop. Y'all got a week. I'm not renewing the lease. Y'all got a week. Y'all Figure it the fuck out since y'all are all bosses. said to me, and this is like how you know that they friendship is done. Ryan was like, you went with them hoes over me and we fucking friends. Yep. I mean. Because let me give y'all a little backstory. Because like I said, I've been watching Black Ink Chicago since, since, it, since season one when it premiered. Van and Ryan are day ones. Uh-huh. Then comes, then they brought in four. Uh-huh. Don got into the mix because that's four's brother. Yep. Don, when they, when four became friends with Van and Ryan, Don was in college on a basketball scholarship and he fucked it up. And so then Ryan was like, I don't know, you could come in the shop and do something. I don't know. But we got you because that's how shit worked. Then came Cat. That um, is the original nine mag. Uh-huh. Don, four, Van, Cat, and Ryan. They are from Chicago. Charmaine is a Chicago transplant. If you watch any other seasons, you will see Char- Charmaine is from Baton Rouge or some shit. She's from Louisiana somewhere. Danielle is her cousin who is from Chicago. So when Charmaine came to live in Chicago, she she came up there and lived with Danielle. And she ended up getting fun, getting that job in Black Ink through just, I don't know, begging and hoeing like she do. <laughs> <laughs> that is how Charmaine and then and then Danielle came in and because Charmaine was working there and they hired her as the secretary or like the receptionist, should I say. Yeah. yeah. That is the origins of Black Ink. So when Van got his big fat funky ham bone built ass out of jail and came and sided with outsiders like you like that nigga was letting Ryan know right then and there he didn't give a fuck about their friendship right like it would be one thing if Van was like okay bro like you were kind of in the wrong for that shit with Cat how you moved about it but I'm not gonna abandon you and go to their side instead of yours like nah fuck that well, the part that's really crazy to me is, like, let's rewind a little bit. I don't know how many seasons y'all watch, but, like, I want to say the first or second season, when Cat really started blowing up, Dan wanted Ryan to fire Cat. Mm. 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 Because, because 
Kat was doing tattoo conventions without them. And she was calling Ooh. herself Cat Tat. And they all showed up at the convention and was like, who the fuck is Cat Tat? Why don't you have a nine, a nine mag banner up? Ooh. And they was like, if you don't represent nine mag, then you don't need to fucking be in this shop. Boys, Candace be having the receipts. Listen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No me. <laughs> she got a she got a filing cabinet no. just full of receipts. <laughs> no me. She and, got a shoebox collection full of receipts. Correct. And the ep- in the season before last season, because this is season four, right? So season yeah. two again was it season two? Season two when Charmaine beat um when Cat beat up Charmaine. Y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. Now that I do remember. Yeah, they I, was, I remember. They was that. beefing. They so they was beefing before all this. So before last season. Nobody had no real rap for Kat, which is why she ran to L.A. Mm-hmm. Ryan, Ryan was the one like, yo, y'all don't got to be doing Kat like this. Because this wasn't also the first time Ryan and Kat fell out. Because Ryan did have an issue when she was calling herself Cat Tat versus, you know, maybe Cat Tat from Nine Mag Tattoo Shop. Right. Like, he was like, you doing your own thing. You not, you not here representing for Nine Mag, then why are you here? If you don't want to be here, then you got to get out nine mag. And Kat eventually end up running off to L.A. And everybody would because second season, remember Charmaine threw all her tattoo and shit in the trash? Mm-hmm. And she got beat the fuck up? Yeah, she did. She did. So that's why I was like, last season, I was like, y'all doing a lot of fucking performing on Kat's behalf when most of y'all haven't been rocking with Kat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so... Four wasn't rocking with Cat because they fucked and, and broke up because Cat got in her feelings. And didn't Nicky beat her the fuck up? Hmm? I don't feel sorry for Four. Like, Four is a spit straddling ass nigga. Yeah, because. You heard me over there sounding like an Autobot. You sounded like an Autobot. What'd you say? Oh, well, shit. Let me refresh. Y'all can tell you. Let me refresh. You good now. You good. Yeah, you good. Oh, okay. No, I was saying that four was kind of one of them niggas. Like, I mean, I know that y'all kind of full of shit when it comes to when it comes to cat, but I'm gonna stay out of it because I don't want no problems. It's like four, you can call a spade a spade. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Same thing with Don. It was like a lot of y'all, like they pretty much sat back and watched uh, watch Van, Charmaine, and Danielle really disrespect the fuck out of yeah. Ryan mm-hmm. and not say nothing. If right. we if we coworkers and you and you fucking up my money, I'm finna check you. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yep. but not only just fucking up the money, but you fucking up the vibe of the shop because it ain't like we all in cubicles and shit. Like y'all sit around shooting the shit. Y'all lives are so intertwined. So for y'all to just sit there, and I'm glad you gave that backstory because I felt differently about it at first. But now that I I know all of the, now that I've sipped from the tea, yeah, from the from the Bud Light can of tea. I'm like, <laughs> you know, Don and, and Four, good luck. That's all yeah. I got for y'all. Yeah, Don and Four was like some day ones in the shop. So for them to be constantly sitting back being quiet, like nobody makes history who don't rock the boat when the boat need to be rocked. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you gonna if you gonna solidify your spot in history, if you gonna solidify your spot in a situation, you you can't just sit be in the middle of the road coasting. Watching dumb shit happen. Right. There is. You you gotta say something. You gotta speak up. And so, because the whole cast did it. Even uh, even Cobra, Cobra, Cobra being quiet because she don't want them ganging up on her. Yeah. Junior being quiet because he trying to fuck. 
Lily right, is still, pussy Lily is just girl. Crazy. Lily, girl, fuck you. Yeah, I need my fucking job. Lily just trash. Tattooing when you was when the shot was open, you was getting drunk, fucking and throwing up. All right, that's why the cartels want to beat you the fuck up now. Well, but uh, when Ryan spoke to Van and told him they had a week to figure this shit out, my soul lifted out. My oh, body. I felt y- y'all know basically, especially after what. Uh, I went through this week. I just I felt it was like kindred spirit because I didn't watch it until like yesterday, uh, or like overnight Thursday into Friday, and it that's real. Like sometimes you gotta walk away from motherfuckers that are just not yeah. adding that, anything to your life. That's uh. our that's that's our good word for the week is stop feeling obligated to be there for people. Who don't give a fuck about you? Yep. Uh-huh. Who are not going? Who are, who are not and have not been there for you? Or they even if not. they've been there for you in the past, but that shit changed at some point, and you can't depend on them now. I saw somebody uh, put that on Facebook. They was like, "If if I can't depend on you, then don't depend on me." Real. Uh-huh. With a hundred emojis, and it's not even about I, I'm gonna do something for you only because I'm gonna expect you to do something in return. Let me tell y'all something about friendship. Friendship is y'all knowing that y'all got each other's back regardless. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I know if if Curtis come to me and say, "Hey, I'm gonna need. I need a hundred dollars," and I give it to him, I'm not doing it because I expect him to do something back. I'm doing it because I know one, he's not gonna ask me unless he really need it. Two, if I ever needed it and he got it, I know it's as good as mine. Right. And that's just what my friendship is with my friends. I got you, you got me, we got each other. Nobody mm-hmm. gonna starve amongst our circle. And so, when Ryan saw that they was willing to let him starve and be nailed to the cross, he was like, fuck it, I'm gone. Yeah. What uh-huh. I'm staying here for? Right. <laughs> I ain't got nothing for you. Exactly. And so, oh, and let me explain this, because I I got a lot of questions about it when it aired. When Black Ink is filming, and it's in Chicago and New York. Big Fish Entertainment covers the cost of operating those shops, which is why for New York, we did not see them go knee deep into the Atlanta shop. We never see them knee deep into that 125th shop because they are not willing to cover the operating cost for all CE shops. So they focus on the original, which is 113. Okay. When they're filming, they pay the lease, they pay all the operating expenses, and then they cut the checks to the to the cast members as well. With that being said, in those contracts, C's and Ryan can't fire anybody during the show. When they hire new people, the big fish has to approve the new hires, but they can't get rid of anybody. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, no matter how much Donna been fired, the bitch always pop back up. No matter how much... <laughs> oh shit be fired he always popped back up the only reason oh shit really left is because he told them he was going to rehab and he just never really went but Ryan can't fire anybody during the show but when the lease on the shop came up Ryan opted I'm pretty sure Ryan reworked his contract with Big Fish and funny enough for as much as they shit on Ryan he reworked their contract so that they could open that shop back up under another name which is where the Loyalty Inc. shit came from because we was all confused in the group chat like, what the fuck is Loyalty Inc.? Right. Loyalty right. Inc. is the old Nine Mag. It's in the same building, same the same building, space. Same space, new name, 
and prop maybe Van and and four a couple of those people are leasing it together, and Big Fish is paying for it while they're filming. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ryan owns the he owns and he owns all the copyrights and such to the name Nine Mag Tattoos. Uh-huh. He took his brand and he bounced. And in the previous, because not much happened. Well, we about to get to Ashley and Don, but Woo! in terms of in terms of Nine Mag Tattoos, Ryan in the previews, Ryan has found a whole nother location for Nine Mag. In the previews, we see him talking to what look like some fine ass old niggas, and they telling him, "Shit, you ain't you made one Nine Mag, make another one. What's up? Uh-huh. What's up? Yep." <laughs> So, and then that we see them at a tattoo convention in the previews. This is where we roll out Loyalty Inc. We see C's there, and we see Ryan there with a whole new group of tattoo artists under Nine Mag Umbrella. Mm-hmm. Like Artist, look- a whole new crew that looks better than his old crew, matter of Yes. Let mm-hmm. me tell y'all something. I don't know if y'all saw, but didn't I put in a group chat that horrible tattoo that Van did? Mm-hmm. Talking about uh, something about uh, being artsy or unique or some shit like that. Anyways, yeah. So that's that's what's in the previews. That's what's and Ryan and Rachel are still together. Mm-hmm. Ryan bought Rachel a Mercedes for Mother's Day. I bet he did. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, Rachel, indeed. Yeah, I bet he did. Ryan and Rachel are still together. T on the Chicago streets is that that baby that. Rachel has with Jeremiah. Jeremiah is a deadbeat father. That's the mm. tea. That's the tea from people in Chicago. That's not surprising. He's right. a deadbeat dad, and uh, he a deadbeat singer too. Dead, but that's not right. <laughs> you know, Ryan fine as hell when he look good with gel braids or that James Brown afro. Lit. Ooh, you took the shit out of my. Mm, anyway, mm. that is a fine ass man. Like he, he is. is, but I am not surprised because he has really. Gorgeous parents. Listen, his mama is stunning. That bitch. That is a beautiful woman. I'm talking about his mom is beautiful. Like, I swear, like, in her second life, she should have been a runway model. She got mm-hmm. the bone structure. She yeah. got the body. She got She's definitely like a classic beauty. Yeah, she is classically beautiful. And his daddy is very attractive as well. Mm-hmm. His dad is not black. His dad is some type of Hispanic. Yeah, some kind of Latino. Yeah. I mean, he still might be black, but he, he still, also, I mean, he might be black, but I mean, he's not like African- 100%. But he not, he not from Wakanda. Got it. Yeah, yeah he's not from Wakanda, but he's not, he's not a black American. He might be like black Cuban or, or something. Haitian like or some shit. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But, but yeah, but the next thing is. But what, before we get into that, and a testament to Ryan's character because despite everything that's happening on social media, Ryan has been big up in Loyalty Inc. on his he's social been, media. He's, he's been, been promoting, promoting it. He, let me tell you what I appreciated Ryan doing and this is what a lot of people need to learn how to do. If in a situation people keep saying you are the problem, instead of fighting to prove you're not the problem, remove yourself and watch what happens. Yep. Ryan has removed himself from the equation and allowed them the space and opportunity to be the bosses that they feel they are. Correct. And I love you were feel because mm. well, yeah, we'll see how the season well, well, we, rolls out, but we, we know what happens based on the previews. 
motherfuckers fighting like cats and dogs all fucking season long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Ryan just living his best life. Ryan living his best life with his new his new employees and in, in the new nine mag. And Lily is over there beating everybody the fuck up. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Lily gonna beat up Danielle. Then she gonna turn around and beat Charmaine ass in the club. Like Lily <laughs> just over there looking ass and taking ass. You know how you you know how bad you got to be to be beat the fuck up by a bitch that look like she always funky. Mm. <laughs> but that's that's not really no accomplishment because we already know Danielle and uh and Charmaine they ain't no real bitches they don't have no hands yeah they ain't got no yeah, hands. we already know they can't fight because they that's can't true. beat them the fuck up. I was gonna say I'm, I'm I'm gonna have to go back and find that because I'm like how y'all get beat up by cat yeah the only one on that show that probably really got hands is Nikki. Oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! She got hands on deck. Yeah. Speaking of Nikki, so in the beginning, we can run through the rest of the episode now. Ooh, Candace be having all of the motherfucking backstory and tea, right? Ooh, I feel ref- I feel fulfilled. Anyway, I show I shows up to show out for my yes, you does. Yes, so in the little montage in the beginning before they really get into the show, I really appreciated that they continuously pan to Nikki's ass when she was in the Frank. in there with four. That was not lost on me. <laughs> But why did they have that tacky ass koi pond in that condo? <laughs> I was about to ask. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> also, went, like, how the fuck did they get that in there? How did they get it in there? Like, how is it being powered? Like, how is it? How, how and why? I don't. That shit was tacky I, as fuck. I really was trying to figure out the purpose of having a koi pond in an apartment. In a condo, like, or apartment or whatever that shit. Like, you are like 93 stories up. Why y'all got this koi pond in here? <laughs> Yeah, that shit. That's like get you get you a little handheld waterfall and call it a fucking day. I had questions. I did. I had questions. I had questions. I'm so glad that you brought that up before we talk about Don and Ashley. Oh yeah, well that's we gonna say that for last because that there was a lot going on there. So before we get there, um, Charmaine and Lily, y'all are weird as fuck. Like, why y'all inviting y'all coworkers over to cook and y'all got y'all titties out? I just uh-huh. Yeah, well, you know they 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 some goofy. So yeah, oh, yeah. I was like y'all are, y'all are some bozos. For I was you. so gl- I was so glad Van Big Back ass. I- oh, listen! I was like, if this motherfucker take this hoodie off, I'm turning this shit off, and I'm gonna text the group <laughs> and be like, I tried and I can't do it. I refuse. <laughs> I the fuck refuse. Van look like a big ass brisket. I refuse to see a brisket <laughs> in an in an apron trying to cook. I I I don't deserve that. Okay, I'm, a, I'm a good person. I do my best with people. I try to be nice. I have a mean streak. I will admit that. I can be petty. I do hold a grudge, but I work on it and I'm nice. I don't deserve to see Van with no shirt on. Nobody That was amazing, Curse. Nobody deserved to see a brisket with B cups. Nobody deserved that. We don't deserve that. Like and I'm not standing for it. I'm not standing like Van. You know what Van? Van looked like a big old like oversized piece of ciabatta bread. He looked like a swollen ankle. He <laughs> is a swollen ankle. What you talking about? Like if, you, if you roll your ankle and it just swell up real bad, mm-hmm. like he looked like a knee with fluid on it. A knee, a knee with fluid. Oh, Never changed. Yeah. You know what Van? Van looked like Van looked like like a decorative pillow. If it was like. Filled with gumbo or something. Gumbo. <laughs> anyway, oh, I, that oh, shit was weird. I didn't like it. 
and Charmaine, you just Charmaine does the most. Like she get on my. <laughs> I'm, such I'm a, a, first of all, one of my notes for Charmaine was that baby, you need to find the right products for your natural hair. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because you I, out like, here I, looking I, the fuck I, stupid. Uh, and, and listen, I love natural hair. I've gone natural. I'm completely natural. But baby, Me Charmaine, too. that shit looked like wildfire. It looked like hay. Brush like, fire. It do. It look, just looked. It looked dry. Look like seems. It looked like the grains when they be in them commercials, like Cheerios commercial. It's made with whole grains. That's what her shit looked like. Look like some hay in the castle of Winterfell or some shit. Like, get it the fuck together. And I'm like, for you to progress, proclaim to be such a bad bitch, you are so horribly put together. I don't get it. Tacky. Tacky. tacky Speaking bitch. of tacky, because when they had that, what was that uh, event? Um, What was it called? Uh, Big Jam. When they had the Big Jam thing, and she was dressed like she mm. was about to go perform during halftime at a HBCU football game. I'm like, what are you wearing? Like, Ooh, just- I will say that Charmaine does um, the radio stuff. She is really good at that. You know what? I agree. And I'm like, honestly, you need to leave the the non-mag shit alone because that's not your calling. Like, your calling is clearly... It sounded like she was saying that the radio shit is only on the weekend. Yeah, it's it's it's, 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 it's time. So, I'm like, I'm hoping as time goes on, Charmaine gets her own show more like during the week because she's really good at the radio thing. She she does have the spunk and the type of personality and the voice for radio. Like she doesn't sound bad to me, but in terms of her style and shit and what she does on Black Ink, I I could do without I could do without that. Yeah, like it's not helping your brand, sis. At all. To be constantly but, uh, drunk and turning up and just looking the fuck stupid. But um um, what else? Is there anything I, else? Yeah. Oh, what's what's Van's uh girl name? I forgot. Jen. Jen. Jen started doing a little bit too much for my liking when it came to uh, Nymeg stuff. She um wants the storyline in the chat. Yeah, because I'm like, you're doing a lot right now, sis. Like you've been oh, on the, the fringe. You know, like the extras, the people associated with the main cast, mm-hmm. they only get paid by appearance per show. Yeah. So I'm yeah. thinking like. Like I'm thinking, she's like doing the most to try to get them appearance checks up. She yeah. need to though, because Van sucks at tattoos, so he can't be making a lot of money from that. So well, not that her hair, her bang is always fucking road tight. It's time for her to get to a beautician. <laughs> it's time for her to go sit in Nikki chair. <coughs> she can't afford Nikki because Nikki wigs and shit is the bomb. Yeah. But she she needs to get her money up to get that hair together because that yeah. shit. She got them old Mahalia Jackson curls. <laughs> Oh, Cicely Tyson and fan reunion ass curls. Now, Cicely Tyson hair be laid. Yeah, it do. It do. Um, (laughs) So, the last thing is Don and Ashley. Don and Ashley. You know, let me say this. I. Honestly. You know, because because mm. uh, and, and they rolled the bean footage back on the episode. It's just you know I forgot me, just how much Don been cheating on Ashley until they rolled the footage back on the episode. It's like Don been cheating on Ashley for forever, but yeah, right. So the womanist in me is like this nigga trash. 
the realist in me is like looking at how Ashley has always carried on on the show. It's like, well, if he cheats, he cheats. She is. That is just how insufferable Ashley has been on all the seasons of the show. And one thing is this, because me and Mike had like a long conversation about it and stuff. And it's like, why are you getting with somebody who doesn't feel like there's a risk of losing you should they carry on the way Don carries on? Mm -hmm. And like, he like, he said it, he like, like in big ups to Mike because sometimes he is a decent person, um, but he was like, when it comes to our relationship, our family, our child, nothing is worth risking. That why are you married to a man that doesn't feel think like that about you, Ashley? Yep. Yeah. And and not, showed you that even before y'all got married, and you married him anyway. Had a whole baby on you before y'all got married. And not even the Charmaine shit because it's just like it's Charmaine and you know, looking at the history, Charmaine was if you like go back to something like the first season, I think it was the first season when Charmaine and Don fucked each other. Um Charmaine was slingshotting the pussy at Don. Like he'd be trying to get away from Charmaine and she's she creeping she sneak in the bathroom while he in the bathroom and shit like that. So I like I look at that and I'm like, eh, it took two to tangle, which is why Ashley was on her ass because Charmaine was doing a lot in that situation too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the shit, he had a whole baby on you. You accept and you love this baby. This baby come to your house, you treat it like your own. Like in some, there's a lot of good things with Ashley. Well, Ashley is a good mother. Yeah. Yeah. Let me say that. I ain't gonna say a lot of good things. Ashley is a good mother. <laughs> Ashley has never penalized. Don's outside baby because of Don and the mama. Yeah. But however, however when it comes to that relationship and that being relationship, a wife, she carries on like she is the only person that matters in that marriage. Yeah. I was gonna say she she strikes me as one of them people that feels like marriage equals ownership a relationship equals ownership. She mm. does. She carries on like she owns Don. She carries on like she runs him. She and it might. Like, he does not matter in the marriage. She like it's all she about her. It's all about her, 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 and them kids. And the thing is, to be honest, I, go ahead, Candace. No, just saying, like being still kind of in the newlywed phase, you cannot carry on like that. Like it just is impossible for to for for and like even if you're not married, it's impossible for anybody to be happy in any type of relationship when they feel like. They don't matter. Yeah. And I was going to say, I wonder, I mean, I'm no psychologist or anything like that, but I wonder if that adds a little bit to Don, like he like rebels against that. And that's why he always, or I won't say why, but it could be a contributing factor to why he always doing the shit that he does. Cause he don't yeah. know how to just walk away, but his feelings <laughs> about the way she treats him in that marriage, it just manifests in cheating. Now that's yeah. not to say that he just not a trash ass nigga that's out here cheating. Yeah, but I, I I do think that that's a situation where there's probably more than meets the eye. I yeah I do as well. So I was I you know what you're absolutely right. I feel like one of the things is like so 
in a relate people talk about how important sex is in a relationship and if your partner not fucking you somebody else will and blah 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 but i'm learning that while sex is a major key in a relationship when a person has emotionally checked out or they don't feel like they matter or you know they happiness is a priority in the situation i feel like that will lead you to somebody else faster than not having a lot of sex all the time will correct because and i want to see if y'all agree with this assessment but when the so the scene when they got together and they were arguing and everything nothing about that from dawn struck me as i want my wife back everything in that struck me as i don't want to lose my family Mm-hmm. Wife is optional. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it just didn't. It did not feel like he was like, "I want you, Ashley, back." He was like, "I just don't want to have a fucked up he situation said, with I my just kids." Don't want my kids taken away from me. Yeah, yeah. Like and so, and so to me, that was a clear sign that he had been checked out of that marriage. Like something happened between. I- I don't think he wanted to get married. I was, but, yeah, you know what? I was that was formulating in my head while I was talking. I was like, if we double back to it, I mean, because to me, it looked like you ain't never really wanted to be with Ashley. It just feels like maybe you were succumbing to societal pressures or people around you, and you went ahead and married her. But I've never gotten that Don truly, truly wants to be with her. Like, yeah, I mean, every now and then, this cool to fuck her or whatever. But I think he, I think he cares about her. Yeah, I think their relationship it it's had its good moments. Yeah, but I think overall, a lot of his staying is so that he so that she doesn't try to use the kids as collateral against him. Correct. So I because because when the news broke that Ashley finally had found because remember we've been knew she knew. Yeah. Yeah. Because they made the he did the big apology on Instagram. And blah, I mean, not blah, only blah. that, but shit, we hell, we saw it in in real time I, when the shit I happened. Saw mm-hmm. the video in real yeah, time. we all saw that lit ass Snapchat sex. I, yeah, and so and then like I feel like he's still saying and lying and doing things. Oh, he was absolutely from, lying from <laughs> holding those kids from him because mm-hmm. he's like it's just a weak ass one night stand. Baby, I ain't never seen no one night stand that included handcuffs, whipped cream, ball gags. That didn't holes. that didn't include money exactly. exchanging hands. Exactly. And so Ashley said that she spoke to the girl and the girl said that um they had been messing around for over a year and I can absolutely believe that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, cuz cuz we saw the the text messages that she was getting from the girl. Like she showed that on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I but not only that, I mean, Don wasn't even believable though. Like anybody with ears that could hear him or eyes that could see him were like this nigga lying, right? Like he was absolutely yeah. lying. But he just don't want he don't he love his kids. He don't want his kids taken away. But that's why I said like kids are uh, absolute yes. Wife optional. Like, yeah, like even in his Instagram apology and shit when when like the shit broke and he was just like you know. I just need to work on being a better me. That nigga wasn't like, I need to work on getting my wife back. He was like, I just need to work on, yeah. you know, repairing my family, making sure my kids are good, getting myself together so I could, you know, stop doing this kind of shit or whatever. But that nigga was like, I want my wife back. I mean, to be honest, when you start putting all the pieces together, it almost looked like he did the shit with the intended effect of ending that marriage because it just, I don't if know. You use, if you 
if you use Snapchat enough, like you know, it's pretty hard to upload a video listen, and listen. preview it. And it's a whole lot of tapping you got to do to get a video on Snapchat that you didn't record on Snapchat. Like it, it ain't no accidental. Th- and the thing is, like you enjoying having sex with this. Like, why are you even trying to film it with Snapchat? Like, why you don't just use your camera? Right. So I don't know. I mean, I, that could be like a a niggy conspiracy theory, a niggy theory. But um, I don't know. It just when I'm looking at everything objectively from the outside looking in, I'm like, I don't. It, I wonder it, it, if it was a thing where it's like you've been fucking this woman for a year. And now you finally be like, I mean, I'm not even being funny, but I feel like that's his girl. That woman was his girlfriend. Yeah, and I'm like, and it was just this is what this is what I'm gonna do to get out of this marriage. Like, like he 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 knew the risk and took it. If we was to get all of the details on that uh, relationship with that woman, I guarantee you they was carrying a full relationship that was way more than sex. Yeah, and I, I'm and to be honest, I wonder if. He didn't already have the idea in his head to get out of that marriage, but remember, Ashley basically tricked him into getting her pregnant. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think they were having problems, and she knew that he had already checked out, and she tried to have that baby to try to save that marriage, so and I, it I'm backfired. I'm wondering how performative it is. Not we talking about it, like if if Big Fish had them spin it this way for the show and for the ratings and shit, mm-hmm. because. I feel like she been new about that woman. So I agree because I had that in my notes when they were in that hotel room and she was struggling to get them tears out. I was like, to yeah. me, this is somebody that's already cried all their tears. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. you sitting up here trying to wring yourself out like a sponge to get a few more out and it ain't work. I was like, you've already cried over this nigga. You've already cried over this marriage. Um, but the the filming of the show got to catch up to your real life narrative that's already happened because yeah. we definitely weren't seeing the breakdown of that marriage and everything in real time maybe that conversation that they had at the house but everything before that no nah. she had already processed that shit that's why she was struggling to cry mm-hmm. and also in that hotel room them wigs sis mm-hmm. whoever that was in there with her that wig was fucking awful I think it was her cousin I think and Ashley, her uh, her storm wig and her confessional, fucking terrible. Trash, absolute trash. Whew. Yeah. yeah, I had to. I definitely put. I was like, it's sad, but I was like, I can see you struggling to cry those tears. Like, it, and it's not like because not everybody cries real actual wet tears when they upset. But yeah. the whole thing, like you could tell, like she was she was putting on. It wasn't naturally. I'm upset as fuck and I'm crying. Maybe it's dry crying. Maybe it's waterworks. It was like, I'm doing everything in my power to get this tear to squeeze out. And them tears were like, girl, you dehydrated. We ain't going nowhere. Yeah. So I was like, damn, Don. I mean, but Don fine. I would fuck. Anyway. um, That's it, ain't it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. So the preview... There's a lot going on. I wonder if Four and Nikki gonna make it because it looked like they get into some shit later on in the season. It looked like Jen is cheating on Van. It, yeah, it looked like Jen is cheating on Van. We know Lily beating people up or beating up Char- uh, Charmaine and Danielle, which I mean they easy targets. Danielle and Terrence got engaged while they were off, uh, while when the season ended. But he cheated on her, so oh shit, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. So that's an that's enough. But I'm I'm more interested and curious to see this dual 
shop thing that's about to go on with Ryan's yeah. shop and then these motherfuckers. Because I know this is about to be like the motley fucking crew of them trying to get this shop together. And we all know if Big Fish didn't step in and help them, there would be they would they would be scattered in the wind because right. none of them have enough common fucking sense to be able to run that shop mm-hmm. with all the legalities and everything that are involved. All of them idiots. Yeah, Ain't no way. Preview and what I'm saying, this may change. This, like I said, it's just an early prediction. It may be a situation where they're gonna like juxtapose, like, oh, here goes Ryan's shop, and it's run pretty well. He's living his best life, and then over here we have the remains, and they over here looking to fuck stupid. And, and to be to be honest. I wonder if this is like a, a path that Big Fish is happy about and they're going to exploit. Because if you think about it, like that's a good way to refresh the series. Like now we're going to have two shops going on at the same time. And maybe it's a little bit of a rivalry. Maybe it's not. But I'm I'm excited to see two shops on the same show and see how that works. Yeah. This, in my but, opinion, but New York is such a hot mess. They wouldn't be able to do that with New York. In my, yeah. In my, Caesar was so mad at Puma that he really wouldn't allow those two shops to coexist. Right. Because I liked Puma and Sassy. And I like Puma, and I never had beef with Puma, ex- because, except for the fact that, uh, well, no beef with Puma, a lot of his and C's falling out was Duchess. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, and then they show C's at the convention, like, once you cross that line, ain't no going back. Ryan was like, okay. Ryan was like, so? Well, like, I don't need them to get where I need, like, and that's the thing that none of them realize, and I'm glad, I'm I'm glad that Ryan separated himself, because it, it ain't nothing worse than being around some motherfuckers that swear up and down that the reason why you are where you are and got what you got is because of them, when that, when nothing could be farther from the truth. Uh-huh. Yep. So. I, um, I be on Ryan's page a lot on Instagram, and Ryan is an amazing tattoo artist. He really is. Like, I be looking at them tattoos and like two, this nigga. I kind of want to get one from him, but I know I can't afford Ryan it. Ryan promotes his brand is like nothing other people in the shop was doing. Like, he got a post, and it was like the post say, like, he's like, I have openings. He was like, so call or email for an appo- appointment. It's always openings. Even when the schedule is full, don't think I won't get you in because I will. Like he hit the way he's he, serious about his business. Yeah, the way that he and Rachel promote Nine Mag, like it's a reason why he was making money and the rest of them wasn't. How you how you screaming you a tattoo artist? I'm at conventions, but you don't want to go to the conventions. You don't want to go to no tattoo conventions. Like I'm dead ass. Like the uh the convention that's gonna be coming up this season. This the first convention you're going to see Ford and Van at as tattoo artists. Ryan was at tattoo conventions all last season. Yeah. Because that's when no. happened when, uh, when Charmaine and Danielle bullied the new receptionist out. Uh-huh. That shit yep. happened while he was at a convention. It was him yeah. and Jet and Junior. And that's and how he uh how he reconnected with Cobra. And Cobra came back to the shop. Correct. Mm-hmm. Because they was at Cobra, that convention. Yeah. Yep. So. Because Cobra, Ryan, and Junior were the only ones at in that shot that could tattoo her for them. Yep. Now I will say I was slightly surprised that he didn't ring nobody's line from the shop. But at the same time I get it. Because it's like when you done, you done. Again, this week has shown me like when you done, you done. And it gets to a point where it's like, you know what? You don't owe nobody nothing anymore. Like there that sometimes it can be finite, especially when you in a situation that's one sided. 
Correct. So I don't blame Ryan, and I'm glad he got away from that shit because it was toxic. I'm glad he getting away from Cat because clearly he can't help himself when it come to Cat. Y'all just need to not be around each other. Yeah, you know, Cat pull down the blinds on them gums. <laughs> I tell it back to L.A. and make it work with that high ass rent out there. I don't know what you're going. I mean, Cat is an amazing tattoo artist too, so she should be able to make it. Right. She just got to make sure she find a spot that's not going try to take advantage of her and raise her rent two times every time the, the lease is up. Right. But anyway, I think that's it for Black Ink Crew. Um, I'm, I'm Oh, very, very... before we go, I was just doing some digging around. Oh, so yes. Four and Ryan is still cool. And this on Four page, it says, not everyone gonna agree with you or see shit your way, bro, and that's fine. It's fucked up on the business end, and it'll probably never go back to the way it is, but business is business. And at the end of it all, you're still one of my best friends and my brothers, regardless of the situation. Nobody is perfect. We all make mistakes as men, and all we can do is learn from it. If it's not law, if it's, uh, what do you say, learn from it. It's not a loss. It's a lesson here. To, and to say it'll work itself out, we always brothers. So, yeah, they still cool, but I, I like, on the business end, Ryan got to do what he got to do for his family. Yeah, and for his sanity. Yeah. Shit. Good. So yeah, I agree. We'll see what happens. We'll see what Don do. We see will see. Don... Also... Go ahead, Kerry. I was just gonna say, see if he, you know, ramp up his piercing and shit that he do. Because I forgot about that till just now. Anyway, go ahead, Jeremy. No, I was gonna say, and I know it's small on the like scale of how trash them them niggas are or or were to Ryan, but loyalty ink, like I don't like the name, sorry. Yes. It's corny. It's, it's corny. corny as hell, especially from a bunch of disloyal ass bitch ass. Okay, niggas. like a, if a self drag if I ever seen one. Yeah. Like y'all don't even know what the fuck loyalty means. Like, because and and I'm glad you brought that up because I had this thought earlier and I meant to put it in the group chat, but I fell asleep because sleep is life. Correct. Um this whole idea of loyalty, like y'all don't want true loyalty, which you want blind loyalty. You want people to rock with you and be yes men no matter what you do or say. And that's not what loyalty is. I mean, that's a, that's a form of loyalty, but like I said, that's blind loyalty. It's toxic loyalty. It's to- Correct. Toxic loyalty. Because them motherfuckers in that shop, like, y'all can't even admit how trash y'all were to Ryan. And that he might have a reason to not want to fuck with y'all. Y'all feel like it don't matter what go on, we're supposed to be loyal to each other so I can treat you like however I want to treat you. Talk to you however I want to talk to you. Throw shit in your face. Bring up drama, all kinds of shit, and you never supposed to waver because that's what loyalty is. And it's like loyalty. First of all, true loyalty is a two way street. Uh-huh. That means I'm loyal to you, you loyal to me, but it also means you not taking advantage of the fact that I'm loyal. You not ability is loyalty, right? You not mistreating me in the vein that it don't matter because we loyal to each other. So, and that's why that shit, like on social media and everybody always hollering about loyalty. And it's like, do you really want loyalty or you just want somebody to blindly follow whatever you say and whatever you do? Check yourself, beloveds. You take whatever you mean. Don't know what loyalty is. You don't truly know what it is. You you have a very skewed idea. Because that's what y'all want. Y'all want skewed loyalty. You want somebody loyal to you while you're not offering the same thing or while you're taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Thank you so much. Uh, so I said, we've been talking for a long fucking time. This is a long episode, but it, it, it's a lot that went on this past week. It needed to be discussed. It needed to be discussed. And y'all didn't even get into um, 
Drake and Pusha, and I say y'all because I don't care. Uh, um, we might. I'm a. You know what? I want to come back to it next week when we see if Drake releases anything. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and I still then, won't care next then, week either. By then, the shop will be closed on him being able to have any form of a rebuttal, and then we can just, you know, right rightfully call him the loser in this in this battle. But uh, we'll also, um, fuck Kanye West still and forever. Fuck y'all that's listening to his album that was skewering him just a few weeks ago or a week ago, but still want to turn around and listen to his album. Fuck all that shit. Like, I'm over it. Kanye can go to hell. Indeed. And that's it. So, that is it for us. Um, no, we've I'm proud of myself. I was well-behaved on this episode. I didn't say anything that's going to be a show title. Mm, not so fast. That's growth. Mm, not so fast. <laughs> what you but mean, not so fast? I got at least three things you said that I don't wrote down that might be a show title. Nigga, fuck you. Can't it was all this was the Candace show. Fuck you. Okay. This was chilling. I was just bringing up. I was listen. I was just running down the receipts today, and you know, going through the historical checks. I wasn't really that bad today. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just it was just this is this. Hashtag content because it was a lot to get through. Like I didn't even realize it until we started getting into it. Yeah, um, but I think we I think we did a good job covering it this week. Like correct. We we really stayed on our our path. Yeah, bringing y'all the ratchet ramblings. Yeah, maybe next week we won't have so much pop culture stuff. But again, some of that re- like Princess Love and Re like some of that related directly to shows that we yeah. cover. So correct. Actually, a good chunk of it. So, uh, I think that's it for this week. It's a long one, but y'all at work, y'all, it's gonna help y'all day go by a little bit quicker. So you're welcome. Right. So with that, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, make sure you are uh, again using the hashtag Ratchet Ramblers Pod when discussing the show. Uh, thank you for everyone that um, supports us, that retweets the links uh, when the shows go out. Make sure you are listening to Crown and Collar with me and Bianca. Make sure you're listening to Gay Side Stories with Curtis. Um, Leave uh, us some five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. No one star wolves, please. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's about it. And Curtis, take us out with a benediction. Uh, this week's benediction is Thou shall not be high and mighty when thou's weak. Is from 1998. We're looking at you, Karen. Mm. Your wig is telling the story, baby. Your, the wig the does wig. not lie. The wig does not lie. It's all in the wig. It's all, <laughs> that mm. might be the show title, too. All and in the wig's that. work. All in the wig's work. This wig's work. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we are out, y'all.